impulses are being redirected. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. The poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. They have created a repressive society and we are their unwitting accomplices. Their intention to rule rests with the annihilation of consciousness. We have been lulled into a trance. They have made us indifferent to ourselves, to others. We are focused only on our own game. Please understand, they are safe as long as they are not discovered. That is their primary method of survival. Keep us asleep, keep us selfish, keep us sedated. They are dismantling the sleeping middle class. More and more people are becoming poor. We are their cattle. We are being bred for slavery. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! Yeah, I sure was. Thanks for having me back at this end of the year extravaganza as Woo. we say goodbye to 2014 and usher in the new year. I feel, I feel like Joe needs a theme song. I'm going <laughs> yeah, to cut something together and put it right here. Go, 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 go. 
morning, Joe. I can't wait to hear. Okay. Hey, Joe, I gotta ask, since I seen your post that said five minutes into horns and I already wanted to punch the TV. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm asking is I've had a copy of horns now for like two months and I still haven't watched it. I uh, my friend Brandy sent sent a copy to me about a month ago, and same thing. It's been sitting there. Uh, just so you know, Joe Hill is a tremendous writer. I think he's even better than his dad, Stephen King. And Horns is a really, really clever book with a beautiful ending. This movie has none of that. Not a fucking thing, man. I was pissed. I was pissed at the dialogue. Uh, Harry Potter, he can't act for shit. Uh the girl that's supposed to be his love interest is not attractive at all. There's, <laughs> there's nothing, man, nothing going on in this movie aside from they play some David Bowie tunes. You know, that, that, that's about it. I didn't okay. make it through it either, Joe. So it, it's just it's been sitting here, and I've watched so many other things besides Horns, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, maybe you, you skip just. It. You just had a suspicion. Well, you're you're Tim Gross. You have to watch it. Yeah, I know. I it's like I I should want to watch it, but mm-hmm. you know when I get copies of Wolf Cop and Zombievers and other random stuff like that, I watch that. But for some reason, Horns does not. I don't want to like. For 4G I just, there's company. some kind of weird power making me not want to watch that. And it's a good power. You, know? <laughs> you, have to, you have to listen to those things because they're steering you in the right direction. Unfortunately, you've got a job to do, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I, I, I have a feeling I'll be watching it this week at some point. <laughs> Just uh, don't feel bad when you turn it off halfway because I didn't make it. Joe hated it. It's it's a terrible fucking movie. It is. It uh, It's one of these movies that like I said, after five minutes, I was pissed, and then I just started doing other things and occasionally glancing up, you know, and not giving it really my full attention. I was on the phone, you know, just throwing shit on Facebook or looking up other shit. But so, that's what I've been watching. So fuck horns. <laughs> yeah, fuck horns. And I got to ask you about your uh, Linda Blair pictures I've noticed you've been posting lately. In your new movie you're working on called Super Freaks? Super Freaks, that's right. And it's part of my effort to kind of ease this racial tension that's really been been just all over the place, you know? Guys getting shot, cops getting shot now. Dude's it's fucking getting horrible. choked out to death. So we need something to show us, like, if these two luminaries of entertainment could come together and love one another, then we all can. That would be Rick James and Linda Blair. Yes. So it's going to be a love story for the ages. I was going to say, have you ever heard her talk about that relationship? Yeah, what I'm wondering is if anybody has ever taken one of those photos for her to sign at a convention, because that would be magic, man. Oh, yeah. But I was going to say, I forget what I was watching, and it had Linda Blair on. It was like, you know, one of those 80s flashback to the 80s, some kind of thing like that. And she was discussing... Rick James, and basically she just said it just felt right at the time. Like she claims they both had so much in common, just being so young in the business or whatever. And they said it, it, she, she basically said it is a much better relationship than anybody else can imagine at the time. Well, you and know, I, I'm sure one of the things they had in common was drugs. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's, sure. 
I I was thinking that too, but I was I was surprised to hear something like that mm. from her. Like her, it, it, like she really went out of her way to justify the relationship. Like yeah. it was something good. Yeah, Which, if it, it was, cool. Hey, more pirates. Yeah, it may have been, you know, and I'm not saying drugs can, are a bad thing for all relationships, you know? Not yeah. so much a lasting relationship, but it can, you know, lead to some passion. It could lead to some good times, and, you know, that's what we're focusing on in the script. We're not focusing on the breakup, so. Just the okay. good drug-taking Just the lovings. good stuff, yes. <laughs> well, what else have you been watching, Joe? Uh, last night I watched Lone Survivor, and... I also skipped that. And it's, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie at all. It's got a lot of action. I just, there's something about it that really didn't capture me. I wasn't really invested in it. You know, I didn't really care about, um, Marky Mark and his homeboys. You know, it's just like, well, the title tells you how it's gonna end, so... Mm-hmm. Eh, eh. It... Marky Mark it, and his soldier bunch. It's not, it's not a bad movie, but it's definitely not the best war movie I've seen in a while. Have you seen Fury yet? That's on my list, sir. We'll I think get to you that. I love Fury. I love the shit out of it. We will get to that one after a while, but uh, Lone Survivor is nowhere close to that. And then I watched a, a Korean action flick called The Suspect, and also not a great, great movie. It's just fun, like, insane editing and just tremendous action, which uh, the Koreans, that's what they do. They do well, man. They make really, really great movies. That's it. That's Aside it? From, well, no, no. I've been watching, uh, uh, I've still gone back and been watching more episodes of Farscape, which, uh, it, it's really dated. It's it's amazing how quickly that show has dated. But oh yeah, are you watching it on that Pivot channel, or are you watching like DVDs? Or I'm watching it on Netflix. The whole series is on Netflix. I was gonna uh, say there's this weird channel on Verizon FiOS called Pivot, and like every Sunday, like all day, they play episodes of Farscape. <laughs> all day, it, all day, all day. Oh man. I don't know uh, what I did to my Dish Network, man. They, I used to get all the, I, like that Pivot channel. I used to get Now. Uh, I used to get, uh, there's a channel called Clue. And they're yeah. just like, yeah, you're not getting that anymore. We're just well, I think Clue from. got swallowed up. I'm like, man, there was some good shit on that Clue. I don't get El Ray anymore. Yeah, Clue got swallowed up. I forget which, uh, which channel or company swallowed up Clue, but that got swallowed up during the end of the summer. I'm pissed off. I don't get Oprah Winfrey's network either. Oprah. <laughs> hey, that, that channel, man, I could watch some hoarders marathons on that channel. And, uh, nah, good for you. I don't get you. it anymore. It good sucks. for you. <laughs> well, you the, know, the down, thing you're about... not down with the hoarders? I, I, don't watch that. I always watch Hoarders. I try to guess how many dead cats are going to be on the episode. <laughs> nope. Do not watch any of that stuff. It's nice to see Ed Quinlan made his return to yeah, the Yeah, Ed Quinlan's blowing up the fucking website. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the, the thing with Farscape is uh, I hadn't realized when I'd watched it so long ago that that was the, the Jim Henson creature workshop that was doing yeah. all the effects on it. And a lot of that stuff looks really good. Yeah, it does, because also at that time, um, Henson's kid was, they had some kind of short-lived show about 
it was before Face Off and all that stuff, and it was right around that time they were having some kind of creature shop show. Yeah, it was like Jim Henson's workshop or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. It was exactly the same setup as sci-fi, and it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was. They it, really got into stuff like the Dark Crystal. Yeah, they made Skeksis. Yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. But it, it was just like the way it... Because they had a few of the stu- uh, creatures from um, Farscape. They would show like how they made them. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But it was short-lived. I think it was on for like one season. Yeah, I don't think it ever got picked up again. Which makes which makes me wonder because Face Off has been on forever. Yeah, something like eight seasons or something. I like to catch that show every once in a while. It's interesting shit. And then I've caught a a show on Showtime called The Affair, which is uh, it's more a drama. I I'm only five episodes in. I think there's nine episodes out, and I don't know where it's going, but it's it's really well acted. But it's not like horror or anything that we usually talk about on this show. You know, not sci-fi, not action. It's just a drama, but. It's worth watching. Cool. I'm waiting for get. When does do we even have a date for when Game of Thrones comes back? No. Damn it. We don't. I keep seeing Game of Thrones, but it's all about a video game or some nonsense, and I'm like, just give me the fucking TV show. <laughs> I want it. I want it now. What are you been watching, Tim? Oh, let me look at my list. Not much because, uh, first off, I've up until nine o'clock this morning. Since late Wednesday night, I only had water for 12 hours. What the hell happened? I don't know, like... Did you bust a pipe out there? Or freeze no. Or something? I did. Well, this is, first off, this is me, conspiracy theory. There were some guys about two streets down working on water in the middle, in the middle of the street. They took up a few bricks out of this old brick road. And I, <laughs> that just did it. That fucking Yeah, apparently, next thing I know, a few hours later, all of a sudden... No water. <laughs> and I called and like I was looking on Facebook and Twitter. They're saying four to eight hours. It already been 12 hours. <laughs> there was no water. So like I had to go to my mom's house, go take a shower. Uh, I had time to do laundry on Friday. And as soon as I was done with laundry, that was it. The water was back off again. I just like the fact that two bricks and yeah, Pittsburgh's two bricks done. <laughs> yeah, and it was <laughs> Bane fucked your city. city up, dude. It was Bane that did that because it was it was crazy because I called the water and sewage company, and it's hard to explain. For some reason, the water and sewage company is different from just the water company here in Pennsylvania. And the first time I called the water and sewage company, they were the ones telling me, oh, yeah, it's going to be eight hours. Uh, they're just fixing this valve or whatever. Meanwhile, they started setting up water tankers near my house because they knew it was going to be forever. Like, they screwed up. Somebody fucked up something. Somebody should have been fired. They fucked up big time. Cause it they was ripped, Chuds. Yeah, they ripped up, like, three <laughs> different streets, and they are working on stuff. But then, when I had no water again... Yesterday, like Friday night, yesterday morning, I call in same company, the water sewage company. They're like, not us, dude, not us. <laughs> like, even before I could start complaining. So then I called the Pennsylvania American Water Company and they're like, oh yeah, there's a water main break and so and so. It's going to be four to eight hours. Nope. No water until like nine o'clock this morning. They're chuds. The chuds are fucking up Pittsburgh. Oh, there's we a chud. bricks. Dude, there was a chud growing in my ba- in my toilet down in my basement because 
That son of a bitch was in flushed for quite a while. You need to go call What's-His-Face uh, from Day of the Dead to fix that. No. <laughs> Talking about Pittsburgh toilets. Joe Pilato. Joe Pilato. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, like I said, I didn't get to watch much. I've been catching up on American Horror Story, uh, the freak show. Been catching up on that stuff. Uh, caught up on another TV show. Uh, I finished Z Nation. But uh, I did. I was happy to see Wreck 4 Apocalypse. Did you watch it, Kyle, since you no, sent No, I didn't. I didn't watch it because it's subtitled. And I'm a subtitle, <laughs> I'm a subtitle racist. Well, since you brought up the subtitles, let me first say they didn't get all the subtitles right. Well, I, I found out later that night that uh, those subtitles are from Google Translate. Okay. So, yeah, cause Google Translate's I, not the best program. I was just, no. because I've watched these rec films, I've watched other subtitle movies, and I'm sitting there watching Rec 4, and there was a couple of times I was like, um, he didn't say that. Yeah. It's like, I, I barely know English. And I'm sitting here like, uh, he didn't say that. That's not what he's saying, dude. Because <laughs> I was reading them. But I gotta say this. As much as I love the Rex series, and I love all four movies, I will say this one disappointed me in the end. I like it until the end. It didn't end the way I wanted. Maybe. Especially since this is supposed to be the last one, I was kind of disappointed in the ending. It's still a good movie. I'm glad they made it, but I was disappointed in the ending. Maybe we need to do a wreck retrospective because I've only ever seen the first one. I, I I like all of them, and for all those people that hate Wreck Three, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I am off to fuck myself right now. <laughs> I love Wreck Three. I'm sorry. I think that movie gets bashed way too much. I. I think if it wasn't part of the Rex series, I'd like it, but it is just so radically different from the first two, and I the first two I thought were amazing. Joe, I can I understand where you're coming from there. That I could understand. The thing, though, with Rec 4, it does tie in all three movies. Hmm. So it brings in and talks about what happened in 3. It brings in a character, too. So, but uh, the other thing I watched was Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold... <laughs> Uh, story of canon films. That was really good. I watched that too. I enjoyed that. I just, I loved the whole part about no one really knew how much Sylvester Stallone was paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For over the top? Yes, where somebody was saying 12 million, 15 million, 35 million. million. <laughs> it's just like basically they blame it on Sylvester Stallone over the top in canon films. For Angelina Jolie getting twenty five million a picture now. You know what? Over the top sucks. It's not even a good, bad eighties film. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Something you could go revisit. You know it was bad, but you enjoy just watching it. Over the top is kind of like it's one of those movies you kind of cringe if you know it's on. It's like yeah, I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah. But I liked I liked the whole aspect of them talking about breaking, like how they came up with the the breaking idea. I liked how they're talking about how they weren't feeding people on set. Yeah, it was it was that stuff was great. Here's some Chinese food in a styrofoam cup. Now get back they to work. stole off of somebody down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm it's, looking up it, Linda Blair it, but, pictures. Woo. It was a, <laughs> it was a great inside look of 
how Canon films at one point, what was it, Kyle? Like, like they said one year they had something like right before they were going bankrupt and everything went down, something like somebody gathered that they were making 50 to 84 movies, yeah. in eight different countries in one year. Well, hell, the one part they, they were making the movie, they didn't even know they were making <laughs> Yeah, like, we don't know what that is, but I guess we're making it now. Man, I would love to be in charge of a big, su- successful corporation like that and just fuck it all up. Run it right into the ground. <laughs> yeah, just approve everything. Well, that was, <laughs> just... that was the weird part. It gets into that stuff. Like, it's two guys from Israel that started from nothing. And at one point, you know, they were being mocked. They were being laughed at. And all of a sudden, within a few years... Hollywood had to take them serious. Like, all of a sudden, Hollywood had to stand up and actually take them serious because they were putting out so many... They got that deal with that other studio. Yeah, well, they got in a deal with MGM. Yeah. Distribute a lot of stuff, but they just... Since they were selling these ideas, they literally had a guy that worked six days a week, Joe, that just came up with ideas and drew up posters and these two guys from Israel would go to different countries and sell them the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they would just draw posters and yeah. sell that. And, and if and, and if somebody would ask them, well, what's the plot of the movie? And the one dude, I think it was Yakum, it was his name. I think he was the idea guy. Yeah. He would literally come up with on the spot what the movie was about. There was no script. There was nothing. He would just come up with the he idea. Would just straight stuff. talk. Talk out his ass and yeah. that would become the movie. Right. That's a skill. That yeah, and apparently it was for him because Joe literally at one point they owned forty percent of the cinemas and hall and like all of the UK they owned forty percent of the cinemas mm-hmm. and they owned some kind of like huge library of movies that like ABC Films and BBC at the time owned. And they were going through some tough times, and these guys bought them. They just, like, they, all of a sudden, overnight, they were the biggest things outside of America there was. Canon Films was, like, it was the foreign Hollywood is basically what it came down to. It, it just gets into all that stuff. It's a great show, or a great uh, documentary about it. Yeah. So, Joe, it just You will looks- like it, Joe, because they do thoroughly go into them, like running that thing right into the ground with like, well, we need Superman 4, and and, and then, yeah. oh, that tanked. Uh, how about Masters of the Universe? Uh, and that tanked, and then it just goes down and down. I was I was disappointed, though, not one mention of Buckaroo Banzai in that whole show. Yeah, I, I would, yeah, I agree with you. It was funny, too. I, li- I liked the part where they had the two piles. It was either a Norris movie or a Bronson or, movie. Uh, yeah, Bronson movie. <laughs> Which Chuck will get the movie. <laughs> it, it was that crazy at one point. Yeah. It just did what they were doing. If you like, the same guys did that Not Quite Hollywood about the Australian film. If you like that, you'll love this one. Well, I have that one here. I haven't watched it yet, though. It's good. It's probably my favorite. Ed hey, Quinlan, Tim, let me ask you, since since you watch all things sci-fi, do you watch uh because I know they just added it on Netflix that uh show Helix? Yes. How is that? Um started off really, really good. I think um they stretched it out too thin. Uh it just 
from after the fourth episode to the the finale of last season. All right, I got to shut Facebook down. <laughs> blowing it up. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, it just like it, it, I think it was ran twelve episodes, and I think the last eight episodes could have been condensed in literally. It should have been a six episode series. Hmm. And I'm curious to see what they do with the second season that's coming on in January because. I'm curious enough that I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? I'll know yeah. if I like it, but I'm going to stick it out to see where they go with it because I have a couple of different visions of what they want to do with it. And if they go in those directions, it, I, it will keep me interested until they, whenever they end it. But, yeah, the first season, it's like you literally can watch the first three or four episodes and then just fast forward to the last episode and you still understand everything. They just, it was filler in between that stuff. Hmm. Yeah, I'm about to give it a shot myself, so we'll see. It starts off decent. I thought it kind of got weaker as the first season went on. It, I, I thought they just, I think they screwed themselves. They just gave it too much filler and could have done other things instead of what they were doing. Hmm. You, Kyle? <laughs> What I'm, you I'm, I am looking at Linda Blair pictures right now. <laughs> wow, that woman! Woo, she had she had the goods back in the day. Yeah, yeah she did. She was yeah. Attractive. I found a picture of when they. You remember that TV show, Battle of the Network Stars? Yes. Yeah. They used to put all the women in like the skimpiest goddamn bathing suits ever. They and do it was that. Basically they did a wet of the stars. Yeah, that yeah. was basically a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> I found pictures of that. Oh, what I watch. Shit, I don't know. I watched that <laughs> fucking documentary. Uh, I watched, and I don't know why, and I'm ashamed, but I watched Christmas Story Part 2. Oh, Jesus, can we end this podcast Everyone now? <laughs> involved in that movie should be ashamed of themselves. And Yeah, because isn't Daniel Stern playing yeah, the Darren McGavin character, basically? Yeah, he doesn't even... This <laughs> on fuck all that shit. I gotta close this. I'm fucking, there's naked Linda Blair all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> concentrate. Yeah, it's goddamn awful. And I even questioned for about five minutes if the person playing old teenage Ralphie yeah. is a girl. I thought it was a girl. It's <laughs> fucking horrible. But everybody needs to know that there is a good sequel to Christmas Story out there called My Summer Story that is just as good as a Christmas Story. Really? I never even heard of that. Not many people have, dude. It's got Charles Grodin's The Dad. Uh, what's, not Macaulay Culkin, but his little brother is Ralphie. And Mary Steenburgen's The Mom. It's got Otho from Beetlejuice in it. It's really, it's really, really good. It's about bully, uh, they, I don't know how to, they, they, it's all about tops. Like, Ralphie has to find the most killer top to fucking take on the bully. And they play with tops. And he goes to the World's Fair to find a ninja top that he gets from a gypsy that has knives and poison on it. It's really, it's a really good fucking show. And not many people know, even know about it. Yeah, I've never heard of this. It's fucking, mm -hmm. it's good shit. I watched that. They should be ashamed of themselves. 
Uh, I've never heard of this movie, but are you aware? Well, of- first, let's go back. That- what made you decide to watch A Christmas Story 2? It was Yeah, on- are you just in a Christmas uh, festive mood? No, Because, for- like, like, Joe and I are discussing, Joe's telling me, I have to watch Horns. I am Tim Gross, and I understand that. <laughs> but we're talking A Christmas Story 2. Yeah, did you follow it up with Christmas Vacation Part 2? No, yeah. I didn't know that existed until somebody told me. That existed. Now I have to watch that. No, you don't. I guess it's all about Cousin Eddie. And the shitter's full. See, Tim has to watch that, but you don't. You don't have to subject yourself to that kind of bullshit. Exactly. Oh, so I should use Tim as a human shield? Yes. That's what the rest of us do. Okay. You tell me all the time, Kyle. That's why you have me watch half of it. You'll mention movies. Hey, can you watch this? Because I don't feel like watching this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I took one for the team. I, I don't know. I came home from hey, work Friday hey, night, and it was on, I and been, I didn't feel like turning the channel. And I was just hey, like, I would have wow. been okay if you would have took a knee. It's okay. Take a knee? Let's <laughs> time run out on that movie. <laughs> it would have been okay to take a knee on that one. I'll spike the football on that movie. No, it was just on, and I was like, this is really bad. I'm going to see how bad it gets. It was like, like, like a car wreck. I wanted to see how bad it got. Boy, it got that fucking terrible. That is a car wreck. It's just horrible, man. It, it, I would have rather watched the snuff movie. <laughs> be totally honest, it's fucking god awful. But are you aware that there's a movie that exists that has Bruce Campbell, Kurt Russell, and two kids in the hall in it? Is it Sky High? Yeah, I watched that on fucking yes, HBO. I I'm like, wait a minute, I've never heard of this movie, and it's got Kurt Russell and all those guys. I gotta watch it. Yeah, and it was okay. I mean, it's it's just you know it's a movie. kids movie. It's not too bad. Yeah, for it's all right. Yeah. One girl turns into a guinea pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's I watched it once and I was kind of like, eh. I'm yeah. not missing a movie with Kurt Russell and Bruce Campbell and the two best kids in the hall that are not named Bruce McCullough. Yeah, because part of that was it was like Kurt Russell in his kick where he wanted to do more family movies or something at the time. I read. At that time, that movie was being made. He did not want to have anything to do with action movies. That Kurt Russell sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, is, he got, is he going to make the Computer War Tennis Shoes Part 2? Because <laughs> that would also be a terrible idea, but I would watch that. I watched that, and I found a new show to watch. Have you ever seen Shark Tank? That's the one where they... They're trying their to push ideas. their, their oh. inventions or business model or some shit. Yeah, it's really, I, I kind of hated it at the first part because what it is is, you know, people have these ideas and they walk into this room and there's like the guy who invented FUBU, uh, the Mark Cuban's in there, the girl who owns QVC, another girl who owns another like home shopping network and another guy they called Mr. Wonderful who is a giant asshole, rich person. And they pitch their ideas to all these guys and they tell them why it's bad and either they'll, they'll go in on the idea with them and then they get into the negotiations or they'll just be like, no, I'm out. They got some cool shit on there, man. I don't know. I, I kind of hated it at the first part because I was, I loved it when the people were just like, you know what? I don't need you rich people. I'm going to do it by my goddamn self. And I'm that's, like, yeah, that's- fuck you, Mark Cuban. I don't know if I I don't know if I could ever I have a problem with that show at all or not, but it just it's one of those things. Uh, those types of shows that's when like my ADD of TV watching kicks in. Yeah, like I will search out if there is 
that and only one other channel that works, I would be switching to that other channel just because <laughs> I could switch to another channel. It just, I don't know what it is. I can't, I, those types of shows don't hold my attention at all. I've never seen it before. I'm out, I know my mom watches it and she's always telling me to watch. I watched six episodes. I think I'm done though. It's no Zombievers. <laughs> How was Zombievers, sir? I, I'm just glad there is people out there with Wolf Cop. I'm telling you, somebody posted a picture of a poster called Helen Keller, Zombie Hunter. No, Helen Keller versus the Night Wolves. That's which, it. By the way, I want to see it. I, I know That's there's from there's, the same people that that made a uh, FDR American FDR, Badass, right? Which is a great, great. Movie. I still gotta see that movie too. There's I, a small contingency of people. I swear to God, they're out there making movies just for Tim Gross. Yeah, that's all I want. That, uh, for all for all 39 years of my life, I've wanted somebody to make movies for me. And finally, in 2014, it's starting to happen. Well, I think FDR made my list last year. Yes, it did. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I, I still say, haven't watched it yet. Zombievers doesn't make my list, but I'll tell you what, I really enjoyed Zombievers. It was great, and especially the wife is sitting there watching it with me and just shaking her head every second of the way. Watching that. That's that's the litmus test of how much oh, wife she's disapproves. Just, she's <laughs> not even yeah, she's not even saying a word. She's just sitting there. I'm watching it like at midnight, and she's just like, "Yeah, they made this for you." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "This is what I was like. This makes me happy. I love these movies. I'm so glad it happened. I want Zombievers too, man. Is it better than a sci-fi original movie?" Or is that the level of? I'm surprised I didn't pick this up. No, I don't. I haven't haven't watched it yet, dude. They shut down my fucking website, man. Dude, (laughs) it is perfect. It is perfect for that. I don't understand. Maybe quality-wise, is is it better than a sci-fi original? Though, yes, it is. Okay, good. I think that's part of the problem. It was too good. It was too good. It was too good for Sci-Fi Channel. I'm interested now. Yeah, that's an interesting claim. <laughs> well, a lot of movies can make that claim. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to take that one. <laughs> yeah. Especially coming from Tim Gross. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's all I watched, sir. So I got a couple can you dig it? Go for it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? <laughs> How many people in this podcast right now, by a, a show of hands, well, since this is an audio podcast, just say yes. I'm going to hold my hand up anyhow. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Who thinks the Sony hacks an inside job? Oh, good question. I do, because they said all week they're not going to show the interview. They have no plans. Now they have plans to release it. Well, I had thought that from the beginning because it, it was a... Uh, it was set to release on Christmas Day, right? Something yes. like that, yeah. And it's going against some pretty powerful shit. Oh, right? yeah. Into yeah. the Woods is going to make big, big money. And if you wanted a more serious side, uh, the one I want to go see is uh, American Sniper, the, the Clint Eastwood movie. Well, they got that Angelina Jolie one that's supposed to come out on Christmas Day that's going to get all the families in there yeah. about the guy in the concentration camp. Yeah, I honestly yeah. think he would have tanked. You know, I think it would have just been a fucking complete bomb. So, I don't know, real real or not, you know, maybe they did get a threat and made more out of it than 
than it really was just to shut the fucking movie down. And now everybody wants to see it. You know? It's oh yeah, great. of course. I yeah. like this is the end. I was on board with this movie. To be honest, I mean, I don't. It's a dick and fart movie, dick and fart joke movie, but I like dick and fart joke movies. Yeah, well, I I have no problem with it, but I just the interview to me seeing the trailers. I was not wanting, like, this is the end had me interested. The interview. It had that horror movie slant. Yeah, the interview was kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll watch it on Comedy Central next year or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the whole thing is, you know, like, just watching people's reactions to this whole thing has been fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh, this is attack on our fucking freedom of speech. What? That's not a fucking attack. Nobody told them you have to shut them down. They made that decision. And plus, Sony's not even an American company. Their fucking holdings are in Japan. Yep. You know, yeah. that's where you're, you're, uh, I just, I love the internet. I love seeing people. Oh yeah, I, I just, I had seen some of the stuff you're talking about, Joe, and I was just like, I was starting to turn off, like, I was actually defriending and turning <laughs> off different Facebooks just because I was like, okay, this is it. I'm done hearing this stuff. I was like, I don't care. I honestly don't care. It was like, this is a big bag of bullshit. Well, I was waiting for George Clooney to open his mouth, and I knew he would. And he called them all pussies. Because <laughs> that, guy, that guy, I can't fucking stand that. Fuck. I, I was also waiting for Sean Penn. Like, those two yeah. dudes... I can't yeah, fucking Sean Penn, stand. yeah. Hey, calm down, Jeff Spicoli. You're not the fucking voice of America here. And yeah. they, they, and one of them opened their mouth. But, you know, there's two outspoken cocksuckers in Hollywood that I don't like. It's those two dudes. I am kind of, that's a, that's a bad decision though to, to pull it. It's a smart decision. Yeah, it, business wise, but ethics wise, nah. Then everybody and their brother will be doing it. It does set a dangerous precedence. Yeah, everybody will forget about this and in a month. True. Yeah, when the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it reeks of inside job, big time. I'll give you credit. That is a that's. I didn't think of that, but now that you bring it up, yeah, I could see that being one. That's all I got for Candy Diggits. Other than it seems like. The Ash versus Evil Dead thing is is for real and going to happen. Now, is there a date on that? No, uh, just 2015, and I know Bruce Campbell said he wanted Jennifer Lawrence involved, and I said, "Good luck with that, sir. <laughs> she's got more important things to do." Yeah, she's not going to be doing television anytime no. soon. You don't have a tenth of what it would take to get her to do one episode. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm look. Are you guys looking for? Because I am. And now that it's real. And not a bunch of hokum spit out by Bruce Campbell to make himself relevant. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna, I'm excited about it. I'll watch it, but I'm not gonna get excited about it. You know, I'll, I'll wait. I've I, learned my yes. lesson too many times. I just yeah. do not understand why we can't get a movie. They want to give us everything but a part four. Well, I was thinking about that, that this week, and I'm <laughs> wondering if the whole, Hey, if I, if you allow us to remake Evil Dead, we'll give you money for Evil Dead 4. I'm wondering if that kind of like hit the, the shit hit the fan when Raimi said, okay, let's go make Evil Dead 4. And they're like, man, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if that, that's one of those things. He got, he got fucked over and 
now he basically had to figure out something and basically now it's a TV show. Somebody can, I'm wondering if somebody convinced him it could be a TV show. Stars. Stars convinced him. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what I was, I, I'm thinking that's what happened. I'm on board. I need another TV show to watch. I'm done with The Walking Dead. They can fucking suck it. <laughs> I just don't care about that show anymore. But you guys got any candy tickets? I'm never up with movie or TV news or any of that shit, man. I'm down with your Rick James Only Love Will Survive movie starring <laughs> yeah. Linda Blair. I need to see this. Give It To Me Baby was the other title. Nice. Super Freaks, I think. Is, uh... <laughs> Super Freaks! <laughs> You got any, Tim? I got nothing. This you got week. nothing. Well, Ed Quillen has blowed up the fucking Facebook page. Yes, oh, I've <laughs> every couple of minutes I've had to refresh. Let's hit it. Let's answer some questions. Oh Jesus Christ! This might take all night. Okay, <laughs> let me go to the one on just the one page, and then the fiftieths on the other one. <laughs> Okay, Andy Lund chimes in. He wants to know, with the sad news coming in that Billy Whitelaw has died. Who is that? I just saw I that. I don't know. I was wondering what your favorite performances by an actor or actresses named Billy or Billy, B-I-L-L-I-E or I-L-L-Y might be. And he wants to know, with regards to the top ten, I need a little longer for that, but I would like to mention the great... Scare Joe thrill, uh, trilogy of 2014. Her, Lucy, and my favorite film of the year, Under the Skin. I haven't seen that Under the Skin, but I hear it's like a John Carpenter flick. Yeah, I've heard really cool stuff. And she's naked without. Yeah, and I've then, heard that too. Throughout, whatever. But yeah, Under the Skin was one of those movies I would like to see. Here we go. Yeah. Billy Whitelaw is a woman. She was in The Omen, right? Or Omen 2, one of those? She was the nurse? Yeah. She was the nurse, yeah. Yeah, that was on the other night. I was watching it. She was in Hot Fuzz and the oh shit, she was in the Dark Crystal. <laughs> I have no idea who she was, but she was in that. Well, her voice was at least. Her voice, yeah. She did some Hitchcock movies. Wow. R.I.P. Billy Whitelaw. I thought it might have been some jazz singer or some shit. Uh, but he's asking what our favorite Billies. Yeah, I guess yes. Well, Billy Barty, of course. I'll watch anything with Billy Barty in it. And uh, Bi uh Billy Blanks. Yeah. Billy the Blanks. Great, the great action hero. He was also in a horror, in a, not a horror movie, but an action movie with Roddy Piper. Yep. And he has a killer infomercial, or at least he used to. And uh the character Billy, played by uh Adrian Barbeau in Creepshow. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like Billy from Spookies. I also, this is the best answer because, uh, spoiler alert, this is what I'm going to be watching next week. I like when Billy Drago gets his dick shot off by fucking Richard Lynch <laughs> in Invasion USA. That's my favorite. I about shit my fucking pants at that scene. I was, oh man. That's a, it's a great movie. Oh shit, I haven't finished it yet because I, I fell asleep like three different times. I was trying to watch it because I was all... Super geeked up after watching that goddamn Canon documentary. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, I have to watch Invasion USA. Which, by the way, my favorite part of the Canon film documentary, and you'll enjoy this, Joe, while filming uh, Masters of the Universe, Sylvester Stallone comes on set, sees Dolph Lundgren is playing He-Man. 
and he turns to the two uh, is uh, I, Israel dudes that are uh, Menachem and Minaheim. That's their yeah. Name. He he turns to those two guys and he goes, "You gave him lines." <laughs> I lost it. He's pointing with Dolph Lundgren, and he's just like, "You gave him lines? Come on!" That's the ultimate insult coming from a guy who can barely speak mushmouth oh, yeah. English, like Stallone. Yeah. What's the next question? Okay, uh, before we get into Ed Quinlan's amazing list of questions, we got some real ones here. Uh, what we got? And- what, what about the? Have you seen Lucy? I have not seen Lucy. It's no, pretty I crazy. I want to see it. It's a Luc Besson movie, so I'll give anything that Luc Besson does a chance. Just well, stay away it, from uh, Lockout. That's well, not awful. since you bring him up, Joe, we talked about this last week. Do you realize he's doing a Transporter reboot that's coming out in June of next year and also has Part 5 and Part 6 ready to be written? Huh. What about part four? It hasn't been part four yet. Part four is a, a dude. It's supposedly almost done. It's not got Statham in it, right? No, it does not have Statham. Huh. Well, you know, I only saw the first one and I didn't like it at all. So I never, I never ventured into dude. any of them. Statham okay, so is always the fucking same. Mm-hmm. He's making the same movie over and over, and that's good for him. Yeah, yeah. it's a good career move. You, you know what you do. You do it well. Keep on doing it. But I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to watch fucking Transporter. But maybe if Luke Besson does it, I'll see what he does. Yeah. I, all I know, I want to I wanna come in peace, too. I want Dolph Lundgren again. I'm still coming in peace. <laughs> <laughs> still coming. There you go. In peace. It's a great title. <laughs> okay. Uh, ben Grimm, Steve Benningfield, chimes in. Joe, can we all just get along? If not, what are your top five races of all time? You <laughs> <laughs> uh, won't be able to get along until after uh, Super Freaks is in distribution and seen by the masses. Uh, top five races, Indians, because they're really good at computers, not like Native Americans that were killed by smallpox blankets. That's but, not feathers. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, there you go. Uh Mexicans, because they've got the best food. Yeah, they got awesome food. Uh, Russians, because their women have the biggest tits. Russians uh, are just, like, <laughs> just, any insane fucking dash cam video on the internet happens in Russia. And it's just like, this crazy shit in Russia, like, happens all the fucking time. And they just like, well, that happened. And they never get excited about anything. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like just they've imagine. seen it all before. Dangerous place, I would think. But uh, I, I think I mentioned before Koreans; they make the best movies. And uh, American Caucasian women for shopping—they're the best at shopping. Well, that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> is, is that five or six? That's five. <laughs> okay. I lost count, but I think okay. you covered it. I think. You All right. Covered. Uh, okay. Uh, no, no love for the Hawaiians. Those guys are awesome. I also yeah, like Samoans. What, what are they awesome at? Oh, Aren't they, they have... Samoan? They wrestle? Well, yeah, Samoans make the best wrestlers. Okay, I've heard uh, they're Polynesian. and I've Yeah, heard yeah, yeah. we'll they just have... throw them all in the same thing. That's probably <laughs> backhandedly racist, but whatever. <laughs> I've heard they grow the best weed. This is, I, I can confirm this. Okay. I have been to Hawaii, and I did bring a lot of it back on a plane. 
<laughs> this was pre nine eleven. The dumbest thing I've ever done, but yes, a lot came back with me. Awesome. <laughs> and wow, it was it was street like we had street shit because like I I had went with my buddies who shall rename nameless and. The way their drug dealers do it on the street is they'll just walk by and they go buds doses trips and they'll keep walking and then you go find the guy and get whatever you want. And man, we had street shit and it knocked us on our ass. And it was, it was good. So that, that was my one foray into being an international drug smuggler. So you're, they, okay, so you're but, Paul Rubens from Blow, right? Yeah, I was <laughs> once. Let's say the Samoans make the best wrestlers, hands down. Yes. Because they have the superpower. You can kick the fuck out of them. You headbutt them, and then they're just right back in the game. Yes. Um, the Hawaiians, dude, they, they have awesome food. 100%. Great drugs, awesome food, and they have the best place on the planet to live. In Hawaii, that place is great. I can't... Uh, uh, who else is awesome? I think Eskimos probably suck. Probably. But, yeah, they, they, their food probably is terrible. Yeah, what do they do? Yeah. They don't do anything. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck Eskimos. Okay, uh, Craig Edwards Earl <laughs> says, uh, We'll stop t-shirt. that conversation right now before we get in trouble. <laughs> he says, two t-shirt. Joe, what's the most offensive movie of the year? Oh, offensive. Uh, offensive to the senses would be Horns, which I just watched. Uh, it really, you feel dumber watching it. If, if you're talking about race, uh, I don't know. I guess that show The Affair I'm watching, it's, it's very, very, very Caucasian. There's no minorities in it, but that's because it takes place like in the Hamptons. You know, I, I imagine there's really not any minorities there. You're probably right. White people have problems. And sadly, I wasn't, I didn't see a whole lot this year that really offended me. You know, even in my folder on Facebook that this shit's racist, that's kind of dried up. You know, I haven't really been seeing a whole lot lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least not funny. Yeah. <laughs> I've been seeing like real racism and, well, that's not funny. <laughs> And Craig wants to know, and question about Tim, if he wears a dress in Jagoff Masker 2, does it qualify him as a bearded lady? Uh, Craig, I have some bad news for you. As far as that goes, there will not be any Tim Gross wearing a dress in Jagoff Masker 2. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. That's like the selling point. Mm -hmm. Well, then I got a better selling point for you. What about Tim Gross in a man-made diaper and a tater sack? I'm in. Back in. Back in. Okay, <laughs> and he says for Kyle, what's up? What's up, sir? Okay, moving on. These <clears throat> rules. Uh, let me make sure this if this is a question. No, it's Tristan Gnarly, Gnarly Martin who said, Kyle, buddy, 10 movies that were released in 2014 or movies from any decade that we've only just pur- purchased and seen in 2014. You already we, answered that. Yeah, just, we do it different. We do it... Uh, it could be a movie from 1979, as long as you saw it for the first time this year. That's what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah, and he proceeded to put on his list. I'll read. I'll read it from number ten. Uh, number ten is the talented Mr. Ripley. Number nine is the Prestige. Good number 
Number eight is ATM. The what? <laughs> number seven. This no. is a joke, right? Wait, wait, wait. Let me listen. This is a very intriguing list. ATM is garbage. Uh, number seven is the remake of Maniac, which that made my I, list last year. Yeah, I made yeah, mine. mine too. Uh, number six is Insidious Part Two. Uh, number six is Kiss of the Damned. What is that? No, I'm not totally sure. Uh, number five is The Hobbit Desolation of Smog. I like it. Number four is Life of Pi. Number three is Lone Survivor. Number two is Skyfall 007. And number one is X-Men Future Past. Good list. I've right. not seen a lot on, on that list. Have you seen the X-Men? No. Oh, you should. I think this is. I think you'll <laughs> like it, Joe. Seriously, it's really good. Okay. It's the, I, I was tempted to watch the Wolverine the other night. No, you, no, no, no. Don't you don't need me <laughs> no, doing that. That one, so you could get to this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do, if you need a nap, throw the Wolverine on, dude. Well, no, man. It's just like I really haven't liked the last two X Men movies, so I've got no real interest in watching this one. So I you want to watch the the Winter Soldier was the one I really wanted to watch and I've not found it anywhere yet. It, the this Winter, one is good, dude. Seriously, yeah. yeah. The Winter Soldier, Kyle and I agreed, it is kind of a waste of a movie just for the mere fact that you're watching. It's just a, a placeholder. Uh, yeah, you're waiting for Avengers two. That's all that movie is. Mm-hmm. But it, the X Men, this latest X Men movie. Might be the best one out of the whole. It was year. the best move, summer movie that I saw this year. Yeah, it was great. It's got Peter Dinklage, man, and he's really good. I mean, I'll watch it as soon as it hits HBO or. Still no you know, mojo, I, I, man. I'm just not in a. I'm not in a rush to watch it. Yeah, I can understand, but I still want my mojo movie, man. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Well, if they keep uh, going. They'll they'll eventually. They'll hit them. Yeah. yeah. They'll have to have some ex babies. Okay, are you ready for another top ten from somebody? It's James Peter Cox. He has my random top ten for the blowout, not official list, because that's going to take some major thought. First time watches for all of these. Are Ian's ready? Let's hit it. Okay, number ten, The Equalizer. That's a decent movie. Yeah. I have not seen it, but I've heard a bunch of people say they liked it. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it. It's pretty average. Nail guns are not automatic weapons. That's the only thing that fucking brings that movie down. (laughs) Uh, number nine, and I seen he was talking about this the other day on Facebook. Beneath, it's a, a and he, I do agree. There's this a number is a of Fesington joint, right? Is that the yeah. submarine flick? No, no, this is about miners. Uh, yeah, right? it's about coal miners that get trapped underground. He said, "Think as above, so be- so below, except better hidden gem." Ooh. It's a Larry Fessenden movie. I don't know. There's he Fessington has one that's called Beneath, right? Because he always does the, the whatchamacallit, the Wendigos, right? He does a lot of shit. Yeah, but like, he's done like four or five Wendigo movies, right? <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't know. I think Joe's right on that, but my, when Cox brought this up earlier in the week, because he asked me if I heard of this movie, and I said no, I first thought he was thinking of that movie that got released by Chiller Films. Here which, we go. So, Beneath from Larry Fessenden, its little synopsis says, six high school seniors celebrating a day's excursion 
find themselves on a rowboat attacked by a man-eating fish and decide they must be sacrificed as they fight their way back to shore. That sounds like the raft from Creepshow. And this beneath, he is talking about from 2013, it says, a crew of coal miners becomes trapped 600 feet below ground as a disastrous collapse happens. As their air grows more toxic and time runs out, they slowly descend into madness and begin to turn on each other, inspired by true events. Hmm. And I would be willing to bet that ends in cannibalism. <laughs> uh, number eight is Maleficent, or whatever that Disney movie was called. Oh, oh. Maleficent? Ma- yeah. Yeah, With, yeah he said that's his number eight movie. Number seven, which I got to agree with him on this, The Crazies remake, surprisingly not shit. Yep. He's right. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's decent. It's worth checking it out. Uh, I don't know. The ending of the... It, it's one of the best remakes. But well, I don't ending, think the original was very good, so... Uh, see, I, I like the... I was going to say, I like the original for when it was. I think the original works better now than it did then. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, I just... But I could see where you're coming from, Joe, on the, on the crazies, because I don't know too many people that actually like the original movie. And, Even you know, Romero fans are kind of like, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm in the minority when it comes to talking about the, the original movie, The Crazies. That's a that's an upcoming pick. I need to see that. I've never seen it. Yeah, number six, Lesbian Vampire Killers, enough said. Mm-hmm. Number five, Giant the Gi- Jack the Giant Slayer, better than expected. Number four, Edu- Hey, wait a minute. That's no, that's no Snow White and the Huntsman. No, come on. <laughs> Snow White and the Cuntsman. Yeah. <laughs> Still never understand that. It's got midgets, man! Again, that's a Tim Gross movie. Why? <laughs> no, it is. For some reason, my brain... I, I, Honest to God, Joe, I have literally have had it on my TV three times. <laughs> I cannot get 90 seconds in. I just... My brain shuts down. Like, automatically, my brain's like... You got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> There's chuds outside stealing yeah. bricks out of your street and causing water the problems. <laughs> Is your street made out of Legos? <laughs> no, around here, around Pittsburgh, uh, they're called cobblestones. Yeah, we have them in here. <laughs> yeah, they're bricks. And for some reason, for many years, every hill was a cobblestone hill. And it made it interesting watching people try to drive cars up these during the winters. And just recently, <laughs> they've paved over a bunch of these. But there's still a few roads around where it's still a brick road. And just like a block from my house, the whole entire road is cobblestone. It's a brick road. And that's where they took a couple of the bricks out of. Because when they do take them out of the street, there is people that will go and try to steal these overnight and use them to build stuff. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's just weird-ass people around here. Anyhow, number four, and I agree with this, Edge of Tomorrow should have advertised it as a dark comedy better box office. Yep. Good movie, though. Yeah, number three, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. I enjoyed it. I hated it. Eh, it was just there for me. Uh, Number two, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Surprisingly awesome, he said. Better than advertised, I would say. I've heard good things about it. 
I, I put it this way. I didn't hate myself for watching it. Yeah, when, the, <laughs> when I turned it on and the MTV logo came on, I just groaned. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, I was like, oh, this is decent. And his number one is Cowboys and Indian or Cowboys and Aliens. I can't stand that movie, to be honest. Uh, I'll have to take his word on that one. I'm not going to watch that. Okay, uh, Ed Quinlan. Oh. I don't know if this is a list or him just randomly deciding to start writing anything that came in his mind. So prepare yourselves right now. Okay. This just, is the best Ed. This is when Ed's at his best. Just, yeah, just take a couple of seconds, prepare yourself. Because <laughs> the first, this is just things he writes down. The Raid 2 Diarrhea Pancakes. Ungolden Pond 2 Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Fight Club vs. Tornado Sharks. Full House, the movie, Revenge of the Prostitutes. Then he really goes off the deep end and he goes, Satan Butt, butt Cakes, the musical. Eraserhead 2, Electric Boogaloo. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 7, T-Shirt Joe vs. Chili Hooker Fry House Zombie Boobs. <laughs> and in the next post, he's like, those are some of my personal faves. <laughs> And then his next post. And then there's some movie where Bill Murray is lazy and smokes cigarettes. Yeah, that movie's called St. Vincent, and it sucks. Yeah. His next post is, what the fuck else came out? Oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber versus Mega Shart. Uh, next post, don't forget the Mutilator remake from Michael Bay. Uh, Make that shock- movie better, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> if Shockwaves was remade, put that fucker up there. Uh, does, oh, this is a real question. Does T-Shirt Joe wear Christmas sweaters? Mm, no, but I have a Bigfoot scarf. Ooh. Nice. Uh. Boy, the fucking ugly Christmas sweater, like, business just went through the roof this year. Yeah, it did. It, uh, the other day I went to the bank to make a deposit, and the bank lady, she's like, hey, we're having an ugly Christmas sweater contest. You want to look at everybody's sweaters? No, not really. Just uh, process my deposit so I can fucking leave. Dude, I went to the bank the other day and they had records, like LPs, like glued to the thing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like one of them was like Master Reality. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, like, oh, I've had those in my attic. I'm like, you don't glue fucking Sabbath records to a bank? Yeah, it's a bank too. I don't want them to be hip. Yeah. Yeah. Take care of my money. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I must be old or just weird because clearly I don't understand the whole Christmas sweater craze, and it's at the point where I just want to start punching people. It's it angers me for some reason. It's like it's like honest to God, if you're wearing that on purpose, there is just something wrong with you. It's like why did you waste money on that? Yeah, yeah, and they're not cheap. A lot no, of these sweaters are fucking expensive. No, man, I saw fucking fright rags jumped in on this and i hate those that company yeah yeah they did 120 whatever silent uh, night deadly night bullshit yeah yeah you can cram that up your ass yeah i used to like fright rags until i realized t-shirt joe is not only better in quality but you can actually get two shirts from fast custom shirts for the (laughs) price of one at fright rags this is true oh thanks i don't i'm not gonna say anything about them and thank God for Fast Custom Shirts has done a spooky shirt, a stuffed mm-hmm. shirt, wood chipper masker shirt. 
need do I need to say more? No. And I and I cannot get the Silent Night Deadly Night shirt. I want to, but I can't because my daughter. Which we still got to get into the Santa Claus story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> here's the Santa Claus story. Uh, also, Ed Quinlan, that was a break. We still have about dozen more questions from Ed Quinlan. <laughs> uh, Quinlan wants to know who would you guys rather get on the show, Mister T and Drag or Rowdy Roddy Piper? Well, since it's an audio podcast, give me Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would love to see Mister T. But, I mean, they live. You, it's a documentary. You get to, I was going to say, you get to see Mr. T and Dragon at uh, Alex Winter movie, Freaked. Yeah. So. Alex Winter, all over that canon documentary. Yeah, I was surprised he was all over that. What was he in? He was in Death Wish 3. Hmm. He's oh, he one, was one of the hoods. I forgot. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the hoods, because Lawrence Fishburne is one yeah, of the hoods in Death Wish 2. Yeah, so was Goldblum was in the first one. Yeah, so, yeah, Alex Winter was in the third one. So I, that's the only reason I guess they could get him. You know what? I bet we could get Alex Winter on the show. Why not? Well, let's try. Ask him why he was making Ben 10 movies. Uh, next up, what's the worst movie made featuring a wrestler who can't act? Uh, I think you guys covered that one a couple of weeks ago, right? Didn't you do the uh, Ventura sci-fi flick? Yeah, Praxis. Yeah, because yes. I remember seeing that one. I've kind of I had put it out of my mind until I listened to the show. It's like, <laughs> oh shit, that movie. We apologize. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Joe. I I do have a VHS in my possession of that. <laughs> you should throw that away. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of that. Yeah. Uh, Quillen wants to know if Tim Gross had the means, which wrestler would he cast in Jagoff Massacre Three, Diarrhea Disco Mullet? Ah, uh, I just the weirdness in me would love Silver King. Yeah, yeah that was him. that title. You have to get Disco Inferno. Yes, Disco Inferno. Uh, or Silver King with a bumper hanging out of his belly. Uh, <laughs> Public or, Enemy. I, I want Jimmy Fly Just get Snuka. fucking New Jack. He'll do anything. Yes, I want New Jack, but I want Jimmy Fly Snook after watching that independent movie two weeks ago with him in it. I want him to play a shaman in Jagoff Massacre 3 for no apparent reason. <laughs> um, Quinlan also asks, Rucker Hauer cast a Swamp Thing in an upcoming remake that'll never happen, awesome or not. No, not awesome. Mm, I'd watch it. I'd watch it, but I'd rather him be like the yeah. villain trying to kill Swamp Thing. Yeah, he needs to be Dr. Arcane. He needs yeah. to be the Swamp Thing hunter? Yes. Something of that nature. Yeah, like a guy that saw Swamp Thing when he was a kid and it like, scarred him for life and everybody thinks he's crazy because he's out there hunting Swamp Thing. Yeah, get, get yeah. him on the horn. This is a pitch. Yeah, that's it. It sounds great to me. Either that or that's a subplot for Super Freaks. <laughs> I like that well, idea better. Well, he did do Hobo with a Shotgun, so you got a shot there, Joe. <laughs> uh, Ed Quillen wants to know, how many times has Kyle Pauling seen the Fury Road trailer? Um, Just, I, I, I would say 50, honestly. 50, at least. I've watched it twice today. 
Um, did T-shirt Joe clean his ceiling fan yet? No. <laughs> no, I haven't. See you on Joe on the next episode of Orders. <laughs> I love Quinlan. Like he 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 explained he hadn't been on Facebook in a few weeks, and he like knows what's going on at all times. Yeah, he's he's with it, man. Uh, he also wants to know: Did Kyle get neck aids from the last Cinema Wasteland? I got nothing from the last Cinema Wasteland. Thank God. I'm on a roll. No neck uh, aids. No nothing. There you go. Uh, he also wants to know, did you guys get free horror posters from your local video rental shop back in the day like I did? If so, do you still have them? Yes, I did. I think I've still got quite a few of them. Uh, they've all got pinholes in them because I would actually yes. hang them up. Yeah. Yep. But uh, if they weren't for free, they were pretty much for free. You'd get them for like 50 cents or a quarter or something. Yeah, I got them all the time. I don't know. I, I hung them up and they just died. I remember I had a popcorn and body bags or body parts. I have a body parts poster too. Awesome. Kicks ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh he wants to know what's your favorite Christmas beer? Uh I don't like hardly any of the Christmas beers cuz they've got like a cherry type flavor and I'm not really fond of cherries. I don't like cherry pie. I don't like fuck cherries. I think for me the real question for me is not favorite Christmas beer, but it's like what is your favorite beer with flavor? Because I'm not a big... Beer snob? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm picky on that stuff. There's a lot of stouts that I like that are, you know, the the heavier, thicker beers. And there's a... They've been putting out some, like, coffee blends that I Ew. like a lot. It doesn't sound good, no, but it, it doesn't. is. You know, there's yeah, even... I, I know what Joe's talking about because I've had a couple, and you're right. They're actually pretty good. And there's even... Because I don't like chocolate. You know, I'm not a big. Yeah. I don't like sweets a whole lot, but there's some that are like a double chocolate stout, and those are really good too. Hefweizens, that's what double yeah. chocolate stout. They're good. Yeah, they're really good, but I didn't want to try it for a long time because it had chocolate in the title. You know, and I think it's the same thing with you. To give those coffee beers a shot, man, I think you'll dig them. Yeah. I don't, I don't drink beer unless I'm at Wasteland, and then it's it's Yingling, just Yingling. Yeah, I was going to say, I drink Yingling most of the time, but if there's any Christmas beer... Um, I'm either Yingling or Miller Lite. If I had to pick one, since I don't go too far away from Yingling, there is, what is it, Mad Elf Ale from Great Lakes, I kind of like. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's not bad. Ba- but yeah, I like, I like I just, Bass. Bass is good beer. Yeah, I like Straub, but it's basically Strobes. another... I've drank Strauss. <laughs> I drank Slits. You remember that oh, dude gave me a can of Slits up at the Wasteland. Slits malt liquor. What's going down besides beer? Both. Both? Man, I'll turn this place into a car wash. The Slits malt liquor bull. Got more taste than beer. More quality ingredients than premium beer. Bull does have more taste than beer. What is the proof? Joe, no lie, some dude's like, hey, you want a Schlitz? <laughs> and dude it's just, still out there, man. It's, yeah, dude, it's handed, the test of time. He handed yeah. me a can of Schlitz, and I just asked him, I was like, why aren't you dead? <laughs> like, I'm going to have to get some Lone Star up there, too. Yeah, get some is, old English. 
And, oh. Well, Lone Star is like the the economy beer of Texas. It's kind of like uh, it's the Iron City of Texas. Yeah, it's like that. You know, it's the working class beer, which turns out like all the fucking hipsters, you know, drink it or whatever. But Pabst Pabst can go fuck itself. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's the Pabst actually of Texas. That's right. Yeah, I, I just think people that claim how much they like Pabst, it's like uh, shoot yourself in the face right yeah. now. I mean, you should. That should be a beer you buy because you can't afford anything else. It's like, yeah, I remember giving the the old dude, you know, ten dollars to get me two cases of Paps when I was fifteen. Okay, <laughs> yeah. two thirty cubes. Like, yeah. Even then, you can get Mickey's instead of that shit. Mickey's yeah. is Mickey's is what the fucking punk rock assholes up here drink that have never fucking don't know what punk rock is. They, they still they sell the yeah. Mickey's in the grenade bottles. Yep. They've modified the top, though. The yeah. top's a little different. Uh, remember how you would open it up and you'd always spill it no matter what, no matter how hard you tried not to? <laughs> yeah. It's It's got a different, like, a screw-off tap top now. Huh. That's weird. Um, Ed Quillen wants to know, Satan or Pumpkin Pumpkinhead, who is cooler? Satan. Satan. And Satan. <laughs> I was going to say Pumpkinhead just because he has Lance Henriksen. <laughs> <laughs> You ever see Lance Henriksen's beer commercial? He's cool. He did a, didn't he do a Michelob or Miller Lite commercial? No, there's some Australian. I know be- Rutger Howard did a uh, Guinness commercial. Yes. The planet Mars is paradise. Voices are never raised in argument. Never. There's only one sex, so no emotional problems, no fast cars, no noisy discos. Everyone is equal and lives to 803. Me? I sold up and moved to Earth. But uh, Henriksen did some kind of Australian beer commercial. And it's just like, he's like... Supposed to be Satan. He's like, you want some heat? And it's just like, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. It's on YouTube somewhere. Yeah. So. Extreme heat. Followed by extreme cold. A punishing process, I'll admit. But a necessary one. Because to be the first in the world to create the ultimate smooth-tasting, full-strength beer, you have to be prepared to go to extremes. Is that wrong? Uh, Quinlan wants to know, at the next Cinema Wasteland convention, should I paint a mural of, a mural of blood of Tim Gross on one of the hallways, or smear rotten Taco Bell food in the parking lot in the shape of Tim's mullet? <laughs> I, it just needs to show up and, and just draw. Oh, he draws on Dan again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He needed to get a draw on Dan's butt this time. He needs to just... Sit around and call out Juggalos. <laughs> oh, he needs to just come on. They got music and games! <laughs> he did, I forgot, a 
Ed called out those juggalos and pissed them off. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Uh, They've got music and games! Dude. Outlander! He was smashed, Joe. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was old. Oh, man. I did ask Dan how long it took to scrub that off, and he said a couple hours. Jesus. Uh, last question, finally, from Ed Quinlan. He wants to know, is Kyle going to stay for the whole weekend at the next Wasteland? I'm planning on it. Or is he going to end up at some weird rest stop in the middle of nowhere because he's tired as hell and needs to sleep? Dude, that was a, that was a bad, bad mistake on my part. Yeah, after talking to you, yeah, we were, you, you were saying that. Tried to get home and, and it was just, whew, I was worried it. about you. Did not make it. I got a question from Twitter. Oh, go, yeah. Uh, this was, this is, I forgot. This was from our last show where we talked about Galaxy of Terror. Um, this is from Rafi Gutman. Uh, he says, I prefer Galaxy of Terror to Alien. What knockoffs slash ripoffs do you find better than the original? <clears throat> Creature hmm. from William Malone. It's better than Alien? No, it's not better, but it just similar knockoff, yeah. I don't think there's too much better in Alien. I or don't know, Alien. man. A- I like Alien, but it is boring. Well, Aliens, though. Aliens is a different story. Yeah. Ah, uh, gosh, I don't know, man. I I love all those Star Wars ripoffs. Yeah, I'd have to say I like those a lot more than Star Wars. All, all the alien, all the Star Wars ripoffs, all the Mad Max ripoffs, even even the Dawn of the Dead ripoffs. It basically, if it's a it's a ripoff from Italy, I probably love it. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's all there is. That's all the questions. Okay, that's it. So, do you want to take a break? Or Sure. Okay, we'll take a break, and when we get back, we're going to get to the meat and potatoes of the episode, our top ten movies we saw this year. So we will <laughs> be right back. Somewhere behind granite battlements, beyond impenetrable gates, indoors, something evil is brewing, and it isn't Elsinore beer. Here, an unsuspecting Aris has become the innocent pawn of a diabolical genius. At his command, space-age super lasers that can incinerate an entire metropolis. An army of deadly hockey warriors. At his fingertips, lots of beer. Just one more test, 
Then we are ready for the world. What fool dares stand in his way? Good day, I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Welcome to our movie, eh? At last, television's Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis have just hit the great white screen. Oh. These are the adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. Strange Brew. That's private company business. Perhaps one of these would refresh your memory. The gallant champions of truth. He's lying, all right. I don't need no machine to tell me that. I didn't do it, I swear. It must be them. Justice. I think it's time the little lady and I had a chat. And the pursuit of bad guys. We will move towards Oktoberfest as planned. I can't believe it. He drank it all. Oh, no. And I will not underestimate our little friends again. With Max Fonsito. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Paul Dooley. You ordered him first. He was already dead when I killed him. Lynn Griffin. I didn't have puke breath. I'd kiss you. And an all-star cast. Take off, you old. <laughs> you take off, you nut. <laughs> okay. Don't miss the biggest, the grandest, the first Mackenzie Brothers movie of all time. The Adventures of Bob and Doug McKenzie. I'd like to thank the Academy. That's it. We're leaving, kids. Strange Brew. You hoes, they wanted to see our movie, now they're mad at it. Hey, cop, it's only a preview, eh? I didn't want to show them the best part. Okay, so that's our topic for today. So, good day. Hey, you guys. What? Billy D. Williams talks about the power of Colt 45. You know, I, uh, I've always heard about the power of Colt 45, but I was never sure exactly what that meant, so I got something found out for myself. Hey, Billy, you free tonight? Works every time. The dynamite taste of Colt 45, it works every time. I'm 
this year doesn't have to be from 2014 so joe you are the guest you go first all right uh minor in no particular order do you have any honorable mentions i should say because me and tim do. Yeah. uh you know what i no well what i was gonna do is uh like last year our list crossed out a lot you know like you had something already had it on yeah. my list yeah. so i'm saving my honorable mentions <clears throat> in case i need them okay no, no, yeah, that's fine. That makes sense. Um, we'll, we'll these with, are in we'll no with, particular order. We'll go and, with Tim first, then, since we got he's got honorable mentions. Or we'll just okay. do them at the end. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. That, that makes sense. a lot more sense. Okay, well, the the first thing on my list is The Art of the Steel with uh, Kurt Russell, yes. which I felt was a true return to the form. This this is Kurt Russell the way I want to see him. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a, a really, really fun movie. Uh I, it's one of the shit. It, it's close to being the funnest movie I saw this year. Not the funnest, but it's really, it's really close. It was clever. It had good dialogue. It had really fun action, man. It had a six foot plastic vagina. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, Joe, is this like number one on your list, or this is number ten, or just? I didn't order them. Okay. You know, okay. I just kind of, I kind, I can't really say like oh yes this was definitely the best movie i mean i do have one that i'll save towards the end that stood out for me more than anything else but i think this was the first one i saw during the year that really stood out for me well i was gonna say then i'm gonna end the it's gonna kind of anticlimactic art of the steel is my number one movie yeah there. you've been saying that for a while hey, now. Just, yeah. I, i'm with joe that was like the first thing i seen i was kind of like this is one of the best movies of the year. And going through my movies today, Joe, I was like, yep, that's number one. It's- yeah, and you guys mentioned earlier like how Kurt Russell went through a transition of like just wanting to do family-friendly stuff. And, yeah. Like it, it was really, really good to see him in something like this, you know, where he's kind of like a washed-out dude. Just he's a broken-down to- evil yeah. He's trying yeah. to get shit back in order, and, you know, he does. You know, it's a, it's really clever. Well, the art of the steel was one of my honorable mentions, so I'll I'll cross that off my list. Yeah, yeah I just I loved I loved that movie. That movie was awesome. It just baffled me why that didn't make it to theaters. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't understand that either. I think it would have uh, it probably wouldn't have gone over big because the names that are in the movie aren't as big as they used to be at one point. No, I mean, you got but, Terrence Stamp. And, but yeah. it's better than stuff like Red 2, though. Yeah, no shit. I, I think it would have I think it would have done decent, and it would have been a tremendous boost to a lot of careers had it gone out. But yeah. it did, you know, it's, it's fuck. You know, they don't want to take a chance on mm-hmm. this shit. And the North Korean hackers wouldn't allow it. We'll just say that. No, they wouldn't. They shut that shit down. <laughs> Is there anybody in Hollywood that has a better head of hair than Kurt Russell? No. No. The man's got some good hair. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he has some good genes there. Yeah. On. Go, Tim. What's your number 10? 
Okay, my number 10, now that it doesn't want to come back up. Uh, as we said, Joe, you need to see this movie, X-Men Days of Future Past. This was um, this was number 10 on my list. Also, I, my honorable mentions, I'll cross Yeah, I just think it's one of the best superhero movies that's been out. And not only that, I think it is the best X-Men movie that's come out by far. Yeah, hmm. I'll go with you on that one. I just loved it. It is a popcorn movie, but also, too, I just loved how it combined the old and new universes. I just loved everything about this. This was, like, the movie i kind of been waiting for. Like, the X-Men movies, I, I'm a big fan of all the X-Men movies. The Wolverine, eh. Uh, but I'm a big fan <laughs> of all the all the films. But for some reason, Days of Future Past for me just like blew away. It blew me away. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. And it introduces Apocalypse in the in the end. Yes, so. yes, it does. And the well, the Apocalypse and the Four Horsemen. So I'm I'm excited for that. I mean, they've already casted Apocalypse in the next one. So yeah, I couldn't tell you who it is. I just know um, my number ten was The Brood. Oh, actually, really kind of got to me, scared me a little bit. It was the first time I ever saw it, and it kind of, it really took me back. Like, Oliver Reed was really good, and those goddamn kids running around were getting under my goddamn skin big time. Yeah, I believe it's playing, like, on IFC or something, like Christmas Eve night. Ooh, I'm going to watch it, man. (laughs) I watched that with a double... Feature follow it up with Shivers and yeah that's gonna yes, just fuck you up. Shivers. See, I have not seen Shivers and I yeah. have not seen Rabbit. Rabbit, uh, I have the, not seen. I, I've seen all the other Cronenberg though. Like Eastern Promises sucked, but mm. History of Violence was really great. And See, that, like that movie Eastern he did. Promises. What's that? I like Eastern Promises. I yes, just felt like I. he was out of his territory. Like I don't get the Russian mob shit. And I think it was just Vigo overload at that point. I mean, I like Vigo. He was in mm. Leatherface, for Christ's sake. And just, I, I, I had enough of Vigo. I just Understood. didn't get that movie too much. It's, it just didn't hit me right. But I still liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just The Brood was so 70s and so creepy, and it had that New Age meditation hippie vibe to it. And, oh, everything about that movie is, like, so gross. And just... Like Don Muggins said, Rage Babies for the win. Yeah. Yeah, you're really gonna, you're really gonna be blown away by Shivers then. Which one is the armpit parasite? That's rabid, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Shivers, which also, that's a, that's a damn good movie too. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get into this old Cronenberg. I need to see Fast Company too. I know that's not a Cronenberg film. That was probably him just for hire, but. Everybody that's seen it says it's, it's pretty decent. Yeah, I've got that here, too. I haven't watched it yet. Stay away from Cosmopolis. That, no. No, thanks. But go, Joe. What's your number nine? Uh, the next one on my list would be, I'd say, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Probably, like, I've always complained that Star Wars is fucked up science fiction because it's not... <laughs> It's just space battles, you know, that's all we get from Star Wars, and that's all we got for a long time. Yeah, Ewoks, you know, cute little shit like that, Jar Jar Brinks's, uh, Yoda's. But, I'm uh, going to start a security company <laughs> called Jar Jar Brinks. Snowpiercer was a return to the dystopian futures that, that yes. I really like. You know, that that kind of science fiction just, it fascinates, fascinates me, and 
even the bad ones, I'll watch them. I'll give them a chance. But this one wasn't bad. You know, it's a it's a comic book adaptation. It goes its own way right off the bat from the comic, but it's fucking great. I um, it. I was gonna say it's Snowpiercer made number five on my list, and I love the movie. I was telling Kyle how much I loved that movie. I do got to disagree. Daniel Tosh was on his program several times talking about how much he disliked the movie. Well, fuck him. But <laughs> it's one of the guy. few times I disagree with him, and the reason why is if you guys got to hear about it, if you've seen it on demand, it was an edited version, I believe, of what we've seen. Really? Yes, because um, I've heard this from what quite What was a, edited out, do you know? I know there was a different ending. What? And it was 12 minutes shorter than the version I know I have. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I saw uh, mine was seen through uh, nefarious means. As was yes. mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe... Didn't you send it to me, Kyle? I did, because yeah. it, it was on the bubble of if it was even going to come over here. Or not. Yeah, yeah, that was the big thing. But yeah, it's 12 minutes shorter on demand. I'm curious to what the ending was then. I don't know, but I do know the ending is different because I've read, actually, it's one of the few times I actually go to other critics, like other sites, to see what they were saying about the movie, especially after I watched it and especially after you talked about it, Kyle. Uh, I wanted to see what other people were saying about it and... I was reading about it, and all these uh, critics were saying, hey, do not watch the on-demand. You need to find this in other places. Well, I, it, and it I up, did some research. It is a cut version on-demand. Huh. Well, it hmm. ended up getting a large theater release. I wonder what they showed in the theaters. I, I'm curious, too, since it, when it was on-demand, it wasn't what we've seen. Huh. So... Well, I got Snowpiercer on my list, too, so... Well, my number nine was, as much as I don't like the guy, maybe personally, Wolf of Wall Street was fucking amazing. Like, it... Coming off of Shutter Island, which was okay, Scorsese did this, and it, it just blew my mind. Like, I had a problem with the rich fucking sociopath asshole of Nightcrawler. I think I had a yeah. problem just because that guy didn't get his comeuppance, and he got rewarded for what he did. But this Wolf of Wall Street guy, I know he made a lot of money in real life off the movie. I think something like $14.7 million. I got breaking news for you, Kyle. What's that? Supposedly... Is it uh, that Ed Quillen is still blowing up? <laughs> uh, besides that, but apparently Bruce Campbell is guest starring as Santa Claus on an all-new episode of The Librarians tonight on TNT. I seen that, and I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, whatever, Bruce Campbell. So, Kyle, is it uh, is it Scorsese you don't like, or DiCaprio? I don't like DiCaprio. Okay. I I he's I will fucking fully admit that guy that kid can fucking act, and it's kind of like the way I used to not like Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just this stupid pretty boy that all the moms get wet over. Not so. He's a really good actor. And he yeah, he really can act. Film, like, films. And it's not... Every film is different. Like, Fight Club is very different than Seven. And Wolf of Wall Street, I'm a little sick of that team-up. Uh, DiCaprio and Scorsese, it's like... you know, Yeah, so am I. Back in the day, maybe next movie you can try something different, but... Hey, Wolf of Wall Street was fucking hilarious. I, I, I don't know if that was what it was going for. Surely there's 
some comedy in there. I mean, you've got monkeys delivering mail to the desks. But the fact of the matter is that shit happened is amazing to me. Like, I don't know how that shit is allowed in our society. And I loved it. It was great. And the guy got his comeuppance in the end. That's why Mike Crawler did not make my list. Nightcrawler's interesting to me because I almost put it on my best and worst list. Hmm. There's my number nine. What do you got, Joe, for number eight? Nightcrawler. Really? Really. Did you say it? (laughs) I mean, no, I don't want to say it's a bad movie. It's just that guy bugged me so bad because I've dealt with those dudes in my real in And he life. should. Yeah. You know, he, he's, he's not a, a pleasant character. Right. No. He's a guy that's going to fucking do whatever it takes to get what he's after. And unfortunately, in the world, a lot of that happens and uh-huh. they get it, you yeah. know. And he played this part to a T, man. He, he was just ugly to look at, too. You know, and I've told people, I think Jake Gyllenhaal is actually getting uglier as he ages. And yeah. he's and he's picking roles that kind of reflect that, that let him work with that. And he was just amazing in the movie. Rene Russo, not bad on the eyes. No, I mean, she's she's uh, seasoned, I mm-hmm. like to say. She's well seasoned. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised because uh, there's a theater within walking distance of my house, and they get, like, a lot of family-oriented shit. You know, so if there's a Disney movie, it's going to be playing there. Yeah. So I was like... Nightcrawler. Hmm. So I walked over there and watched it, man. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by it. I just wanted Bill Paxton to come back from and get his revenge. God damn it! <laughs> just, just fucking paraplegic Bill Paxton fucking that dude up at the end would have just been the best. But yeah, that is how it goes in real life. Those people do win. Yeah, and, and sometimes, terrible. yeah, sometimes it's a harsh reality and. I like movies like that, movies that leave you feeling something, whether it's anger or whether it's like an emptiness or a hatred. And that movie certainly got an emotional response out of me. Yeah, me too. What do you got for number eight, Tim? Uh, Number eight? I'm probably going to fuck you. Oh, before I forget. Yeah, before I forget. uh, Joe, I have to find it now. Well, before you forget... We want to hear the story about Santa Claus and your daughter. We'll get to that after we get through our list. Okay. <laughs> but also, too, I, I was told by Ed something, and I told him I would ask Joe, and Ed Quinlan said, tell Joe he is my hero. Joe, Ed Quinlan made this statement. Mexicans are allergic to neck aids, right? Yeah. <laughs> we can't get them. You can inject the neck aid straight into my neck, and I'm just going to, like, spit it out. Oh, what was that? <laughs> well, you have answered Ed's question. I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, we're at. N- can I n- get an anti-neck aid serum from you, Joe? I mean, that's how that works, right? We do, like, a transfusion. Yeah, yeah I like need they some did Mexican in, uh, blood in, in Near Dark. You know, yeah. that's how you – the same way you get rid of vampirism. Just do a full transfusion. So Tim Thomerson needs to give me a fucking Joe <laughs> blood say, transfusion. Kyle, I was going to say, I think you skipped me on number nine. Did you? Okay, go. I knew I was going to fuck you yeah. up. What do you got number, for number nine? nine? Well, number nine, real quick, The World's End. I loved it. I'm sorry. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I love Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. I love those guys. But number eight, and this is because of Quast, Late Phases. Made my honorable mention. Have you seen this yet, Joe? No, I've been wanting to because uh, I do talk uh, with the director on occasion. And oh, the, really? 
Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you need to. It, it's a great flick. Yeah, Quas nailed it when he said Gran Torino with werewolves. Yeah, it's an awesome flick. What is it? Is it my turn for number eight? That or number seven, since you screwed it all up. I fucked it up. <laughs> God damn it. You did this last year. Yeah, too. I didn't. I, I didn't. I, I'll start. Nah, I, and I even put mine in order. So this is this is my number eight. That's uh, why I didn't bother with an order. <laughs> uh, my number eight is Fury. Uh, best war movie I think I've ever seen. Brad Pitt is awesome. This movie's so good that Shia LaBeouf does not suck in this movie. <laughs> yep, this and, was also on my list. And goddamn Sugar Shane from The Walking Dead. That guy's got a career. Like he could play. Midwestern scummy gross guy in any movie and I'll watch it. Shane, good job leaving that shitty show, man. You, you really did. The effects are great. The story's great. It makes you think like, wow, war is not this cool thing. It's like fucking insane. Even the part where they, they get into that, that town and everybody's just like, okay, we've liberated this town. Time to rape everyone. Yeah. Time to fuck it up. Yep. And yeah, it's just it, great. It is, uh, yeah, it's definitely not a feel good, like, American hero mm-hmm. story of war. And I think that was my problem with, uh, with Lone Survivor. You know, this one didn't have that. This is like, no, war is just a bloody mess and it fucks everything and everybody up. Yeah. And uh, tanks are awesome. Yeah, they are. I certainly wouldn't want to be in one. No, no. <laughs> Uh, like, I knew I was on another level of movie when the recruit got in there and they told him to clean up the inside of the tank. Mm-hmm. And he, he found the guy's half of his face. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, okay, this is that type of movie. This is what it's going to be. I'm in. Because it's, it's got, like, just the acting and everything so bleak and stark. And when the ending starts, those guys are fucked. And they mm-hmm. know it. And you know it. And nothing good is going to happen. Because that's the nature of war. But yeah, Fury, Tim, I can't wait till you see it because it's really good. I'll take your word on it, man. It is super good. Yeah, that one was on my list. Was it? Well, what do yeah. you got for eight, Joe? Me? We're not skipping Tim again, are we? <laughs> I did my number eight. No, okay. Yeah. Uh, next would be... Wait a minute. I did my number eight. I've done three. I've done Art of the Steel, Snowpiercer, okay. and Nightcrawler. Goddamn fucking numbers and shit. <laughs> Number seven. Number seven. Okay. Number seven would be as above, so below. Yes. Still uh, haven't seen it. That he talked about this one last time I was on your show, uh, and I just and since then I've talked with a bunch of other people about it. And got no love. No, there's not. It's really it's really divisive. And like I said, people that are going into it expecting a straight straight up horror flick. That's not what you're going to get. So if that's what you want, and that's you, sorry, you're going to be disappointed. This is more of an occult flick. It's got more of a cerebral tone to it. You really got to think about what's going on. And it's one. The 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 way I base movies, especially for this list, is it something I want to watch again at some point? And I definitely want to watch this one again. It's got the equivalent of peanut butter, dude. It really sticks with you. Yeah. It, I, like you said, when we talked about it on the show, I was wanting to watch this again, like, three or four days after. Usually, you know, you see an average movie in the theater, and you were like, well, okay. Two days pass, and you're just like, oh, I don't remember anything about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, I remembered this, and it made a high, 
I'm going to cross it off my list since you already talked about it. It was, it was my number five of the year, but I'll go with something different. Yeah. As above, so below. I think, I think the tide is starting to turn with this found footage shit. And I think that's where it got kind of crucified because it's not a found footage movie. It's right. a handheld movie. Yeah. It's a subtle difference, but I think people are sick of this found footage nonsense, even though we're going to get fucking paranormal five. Activity 5, whatever. I think it just got crucified. That and a, just a terrible marketing strategy for it. But I saw it in the theater and I fucking loved it. I'd recommend everybody see that because it is good. Yeah, I, th- I think everybody should give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the opposite spectrum, I saw a movie the other night when you asked uh, what I've been watching. I saw Last night I saw a movie called... Ah, fuck. It sucks so bad I already put it out of my mind. Banshee <laughs> Phantom. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a... Uh, that doesn't even sound by a title like a movie I'd want to see. And it's kind of like a found footage thing. It's about the MK Ultra experiments that they did on people and soldiers, and it's just shit. But it's on Netflix. Tim, you're going to have to watch it at some point. Okay. <laughs> Is there a presidential I, assassination I in there somewhere? No. Oh, crap. What do you got for number seven, Tim? Uh, number seven... Number seven for me is Invaluable, the documentary that was written and directed and edited by Ryan Mead, all about Tom Sullivan. Uh, definitely something for people to check out. You need, if you haven't seen it, go do yourself a favor, buy this over the holiday. You can find it at ryanmeadsmovies.wix.com, Invaluable Movie. Uh, it's just a great documentary about how cool Tom Sullivan is. And... You know what this is? This is the ultimate Evil Dead extra that never made it on a DVD. Yes, exactly. It, that, you you hit it right on the head. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love it. And Tom Sullivan's the best. Yeah, he is. He's a very cool dude. And that is getting shipped to John Cross as we speak. What do you got for six, Joe? Or, well, I got to do six. I go first, I guess. Um, Let him screw it up on his own. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got no problem screwing numbers up. Uh, number six, we wanted to see it forever, and I think it lived up to the hype. I got to put Nightbreed the director's cut on there. I, I, I that I don't know. I'll be honest, I didn't even think about putting that well, on a list. Well, I put it on here just because I, I appreciate the time, and yeah, that it took to assemble all this shit and find it and the big fun thing they had to get to Morgan Creek with all the money so they could get it released. I appreciate it. I loved seeing all the new shit and what it was supposed to be. And it, I like the fact that, wow, uh, companies can be this stupid that they have to take this awesome fucking monster movie and turn it into a generic slasher by cutting the shit out of it. Nobody's really understood Clive Barker. I think this is probably the most the best translated Clive Barker book to screen that you're going to get. And it was just awesome. All the special effects that we never got to see that we always wanted, that we knew was around. We finally got to see it. I don't know if it makes it a better movie, but it definitely makes it a more complete movie. I did like the ending a lot better. So Nightbreed, the director's cut is not worth 80 bucks (laughs) at all. We had a problem with that, but you know, hey, maybe you were lucky like Tim and got it for, got the extra super yes. double handshake one for <laughs> the price of the $26 one. So we're, that's, uh, have you seen the Nightbreed 
director's cut, Joe? I've been eyeing it on uh, on Netflix, yeah, but on Netflix. I'll be honest with you, man. I when that movie came out, of course, I was like a I think I was a freshman or maybe a sophomore in high school, and I liked that movie a whole lot, man. I was yeah, I went to go see it like three or four times in the theater, and now like my tastes have changed a whole lot, and I'm I'm afraid to watch it again. I'm afraid that it's I'm not gonna like it. It does not make the old version. It doesn't make like there's so much changes. It doesn't change it all that much. It doesn't make the old version like you won't hate it. Well, even the old version, I'm afraid I'm not gonna like it. You know, I don't know if that makes sense to you. I mean, it doesn't I've seen make a lot it that much a different movie. Yeah, there, there's been a lot of movies that I've rewatched that I really enjoyed when I was a teenager. That now I watch them and it's like, God, this is fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. And that's not one that I I want to do. I know I'll break down and watch it at some point, but not yet. Fair enough. What do you got for seven, Joe? Uh, seven, I have another one that you didn't care for, which is The Raid Part 2. And I, six. <laughs> it, it was on my notable list, even though I like Raid 1 better. That was my number one hated movie of 2014, because yeah. I, uh, I did Dano's show the other night about the top five worst movies. Number one, The Raid 2. Yeah, this uh, one... It's got more story, you know, they, they did invest more time with the characters, but I thought the action when it was there was just insane and violent and just kick ass. See, that was my problem with it. I didn't want a Godfather story. I wanted action all the time, like the first one. (laughs) And nope, I have to sit through this sappy fucking stupid story I didn't give two fucks about. I mean, the story... And that movie is, honestly, that movie is a half hour way too long. Yeah, that's, that that's a chore to sit through. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can I can yeah, it is long, but like I said, when the action is there and there is plenty of action, it can't be topped. Sure. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah. What you got for six, Tim? Or did we skip you on seven? <laughs> no, you seven no was invaluable. Okay, seven what you got for six, in- Tim? Six is found. The movie that uh John Portanova and his buddy picked up as producers and released it. it you can find it at theoctoberpeople.net if you want to get a copy for you. It won the Elvira's Horror Hunt Film Festival this past year. I, I It's one of the best independent films I've seen all year. Uh, Joe, have you got a chance to see Found yet? No, I'm definitely going to order that one, though. I've heard and read plenty of good things about it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's blowing up on the internet right now with reviews. Yeah, it's amazing. It's very, very plot-driven, very cool. I really liked it. Uh, it definitely has one of the best endings I've ever seen for a horror film. Uh, it just, it will, your jaw will drop in the last 20 minutes. Hmm. I've seen it showing up on a lot of end of the year best movies lists, honestly. Like, I think Chris Alexander from Pangoria had it on like number five or six or something like that. That's cool. Yeah. What do, okay, is it my turn? Number six, or number, number five, I'm sorry. <laughs> my number five was As Above, So Below, so I will pick one of my other ones. Lucy! Lucy. Lucy got to get shoved in there because Joe took as above, so below. Um, I've never <laughs> seen a Hollywood movie go so crazy batshit as Lucy did. And for that, like, thumbs up. Good job. Like, I don't think you knew what you were doing, Hollywood, but you kind of made an awesome movie on accident. I mean, she goes back in time and meets a caveman. 
So it's fucking, <laughs> I mean, I will give it that, that right there. I'm in a fucking, that shit is awesome. I do think they misused the guy who played old boy. He was barely in it. I, that guy oh, he's like, in that. Yeah. He's, uh, barely. But it just goes to a fucking nutsoid level that no Hollywood movie, I think, has done since, like, I don't even know. Like, it's just so crazy. It's fucking great. And, yeah, Lucy made my list. <laughs> what you got for six, Joe? I will go with, uh, and I think I just watched this last night or yesterday afternoon, Blue Ruin Revenge Flick. It's uh, currently on Netflix. It's uh, People told me it's a slow burn. It's got violence within like the first ten minutes, and and it's not pretty violence. It's just when people die, they die ugly in this movie, and it just it kind of resonates like the best revenge films. It's like revenge isn't pretty. It's going to fuck you up just as much as, as it fucks up the people that you're going after. I, I really recommend this to... It just is about everybody out there. It's a good show. Bryce recommended it to me. I watched it and I liked it, even though I do at times have problems with those slow, slow crawl movies. But this one, like the guy, he, the main guy was so unlikable. Like I wanted to see, you know, if he was going to get even better because he's a wimp. Yeah. See, and that's what made it interesting. He's not like this guy that's trained. He's and not prepared. Jason Statham. Right, for revenge and like, oh yeah, this is what I'm gonna go do, I've got this plan. Nah, it's just kinda like taking it by ear and like, you know, if they get a chance, they can easily overpower him, which I've found really interesting. You don't see that in a lot of revenge movies. Were you aware <laughs> that one of the ladies at the end that broke in, you know, they have the showdown at the end? Mm-hmm. One of those ladies is Cindy Brady. Really? Yes. Huh. Yep. I didn't know that either until I well, looked. The okay. next time I watch it, because like every movie that I've listed, I will watch this again at some point. I'll check her out. <laughs> yeah, that almost made my honorable mentions, but that's one of those movies where I, I don't think I'll need to go back and see it. I got everything I needed to get from it the first time, which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, but no, I get you. Yeah. Well, you got Tim. What's your next one, sir? Uh, what is it? Number six. Yep. I think I did number six was no, found. It's, it's number five. Five. five was My number five was Snowpiercer when Joe talked about that. That was number five on my list was Snowpiercer. So you can move on. Okay. <laughs> We've talked Snowpiercer. So. Uh, my number four, uh, it's getting a little backlash right now. I completely understand it, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. The Babadook. I liked it. I just, I don't think it, it didn't make my list. I, like I said really? to you, I, I really like the movie, but I didn't like it that much. I love it. Haven't seen it yet. Australian, they don't play by our rules, which I completely appreciate, and that makes it almost like a star better than any other movie in America. The, the lady was outstanding. Her, that lady's acting, acting performance was just unbelievable. And it made me, Thank the Lord that I don't have kids. Because you, you completely side with that lady. Like, yeah, maybe you should really kill that kid. And, and how bad just fucking, like, kids can run you down and make you, like, just a shell of a person. And she plays that, like, to a T. The monster was scary, and hell, the movie was actually scary. And I can't say that about a movie I've seen in forever. So, yeah, the Babadook. 
It's, I do want to watch it. It's getting a little backlash. I can understand. People could be getting sick of it. Cause it I'm not sick of it. Good. I like it. I just don't think it... it no, I've been reading that on Facebook. Everybody's sick of the Babadook and fuck all that. I'm not. I'm not. It's just I understand people jumping off. Like, when something gains... It's the Metallica argument. When you gain momentum and everybody likes you, then the people that were there before kind of feel, like, betrayed and they jump off. I understand yeah. that. It's the Metallica syndrome. But what do you got, Joe? What's your next one? Number five, I think. <laughs> I have no idea what number we're on, but uh, here's something from the asylum called Jailbait. <laughs> I don't know this, what this is, but it sounds interesting. This is not a good movie, but I love women in prison movies. And people will constantly say, oh, they don't make those movies like that anymore. They haven't made them since the late 70s. This is a big throwback to the late 70s. It's just nothing but nudity, rape, misogyny. Simple Danny? <laughs> no, no, Simple Danny needed to be in this Damn just it. to complete it, just to make it a complete throwback. But, uh, you gotta watch it. You just, you know, it's ridiculous. It's poorly acted, but it's everything that I love from those, like, Euro trash women in prison. Well, you're flicks. talking an asylum movie. We're not, yeah, we're not expecting 2001 here. Yeah, but it's not like an asylum movie that's trying to play off another movie. You know, it's not Transmorphers right. or anything like that. It's actually its own thing. So I enjoyed it. You know, it's just my, my probably best bad movie of uh, 2014. <laughs> Tim Go! I need to put that on my watch list. You said you what number is it? Number five? Number four. Number four? I think we've done five like three. Okay, yes, we did. Point. That was my fault. Number four is the independent movie House of Oddities, the story of an of a atrocity exhibition. Um, was this a documentary? Yeah, it's a documentary basically about uh, kind of like not – freaks but people along that way but they believe in art and it's it and i said this before kyle you like documentaries love it this is definitely a different documentary about you know just passionate people that are into theater dance art things of that and it's kind of along the lines of a freak show but it's not it's hard these to aren't the people that are hanging themselves by flesh hooks and shit uh there was one or two of them in here but that's not their like big right. thing yeah this is and they try like each year they try to do a halloween themed show but it's completely different every year in and year out and it just has like this loyal loyal following that keeps growing every year also it's it's something very different if you get a chance to check it out it's definitely worth checking out you can find trailers or pick up the movie at houseofoddiesmovie.com. Definitely, I thought, uh, for me anyway, was the best independent movie of the year. It, it just, I, as much as I like found and like the device, uh, and Happy Horror Holocaust, I just, <laughs> I, can't I just, that movie exists. <laughs> I just think House of Oddities, I think it deserves all I think it deserves all the credit. I think it is the best independent film of 2014. Hell, it's a documentary. I'll watch it, definitely. Yeah, it, it, I, I, that's why I said it. I think it's the best one out there. Well, what are we on, number four? No, we're on number three now. Number three. Number three? You could make it, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> number three, Mad Max Fury Road trailer. <laughs> it had to be in there. It's the best, literally... 
pound for pound, what I saw on the screen looks like the best shit I've ever seen in my life. George Miller reached into my mind and showed me the movie that I didn't even know I wanted to see. I want to see it now. I looked for two hours after the show last week, Tim, to find a leaked copy because on YouTube, I remember there was one yeah. comment that said it was leaked. I don't think that guy knew what he was talking about. No, I don't think it's been leaked. No, I <laughs> no. would have known that. And thank God, because goddamn, if I'm not, I've already that that following Monday, I put that day in as a vacation day to go see that movie. I'm seeing that movie twice on its opening release. I don't care if it sucks. I think I'm just going to, like, I know when I see this movie for the first time, I'm not going to be able to, like, comprehend it because all the blood from my head will go immediately into my dick and I will have a boner through the whole thing. So I got to let that subside and go back to my brain so I can give it a full review. I'm just that geek to fuck up to see this goddamn movie that it is number three. Like, fucking... There's a goddamn new wave punk band playing flamethrowing guitars fighting Tom Hardy on a giant car with stacks of speakers. I want to see this. Immediately. So that's my number three. What you got for three, Joe? I've got a, a found footage movie called The Den. And I've this heard a is... a lot about this. Yeah, you, it's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. I think uh, one of the times I was on your show, I recommended a movie called Megan is Missing. Mm-hmm. This is essentially the same movie with a better budget, a better script, better acting. Uh, it still has the, the pitfalls of most independent movies, but it's got some money behind it. Uh, I used to tell people that like the movies that would fuck with me the most were home invasion movies. I think, uh, since we're like now in a modern age, like there's like computer invasion now, you know, where people mm-hmm. can hack into your computer and do oh, shit through, through there. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that. <laughs> so that's become, I think, a valid fear for a lot of people. And when you watch this movie or a movie like, like Megan is missing, you can see how people can just get sucked in without even knowing it into something that's totally beyond their control. Uh, give this one a watch, man. It, it, it's fucking good. It's kind of disturbing and, yeah, I, I dig it. Oh, you said it's on Netflix, right? Yes, it is. I'm going to watch it right after the show. I was looking for something. All right. And uh, breaking news, Joe. This comes from Rodrigo. Just posted on Facebook. He just watched Horns. And he says, <laughs> yeah, I was he just says worth watching. <laughs> if you think you'd enjoy seeing Daniel Radcliffe beaten with chains and set on fire, I did. Otherwise, skip it. Weak story, absentee director. What the fuck, Alexander Ajit? Where'd you go? <laughs> Not enough horror or comedy to be a horror comedy. And I think the lamest episode of Grimm you ever saw. <laughs> it was probably better than this. <laughs> yeah, that movie's terrible. Don't ever it's bad. That movie. Uh, what do you got for three, Tim? Number three for me is Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead. I saw that in Walmart yesterday for six bucks. Didn't buy it. Didn't pick it up. I, it's one of my favorite. If Art of the Steel didn't happen and my number two choice didn't happen, Dead Snow 2 is definitely my number one movie of the year. Hmm. It's one of the best horror movies for me. Again, it just, I, I'm sorry, Nazis versus Russian zombies. Is there any plans for, like, keeping that series going? I have not seen or heard anything, but I'm just glad they made a sequel, and I'm glad the sequel is just as good as the first one. I need to see it, because I haven't seen it yet. 
Yeah, I haven't seen the sequel yet either. Um, yeah, I didn't see it because I am a subtitle racist. <laughs> yes, you are. Didn't watch it. Uh, my number two, Wolf Creek 2. That's that, actually on my notable list. Really? That, because it, that took a movie that was grounded in, in reality and, like, no, like, fantasy involved. It was just this crazy psychopath in the desert killing these fucking people. And it completely took it into Chainsaw 2 territory. Like, that movie blew me away. I was thinking it was going to be, like, maybe this little tiny movie, maybe a cash-in. Not so. It completely took that character, who I believe, with a little love and care, we might have our next horror supervillain, like a Freddy or Jason. I want to see Wolf Creek 9. I, I can't get enough of that Australian dude. And maybe I, it's just my Australia boner talking here, but everything Australia is good. And that movie with the dick choppings and the, the the caves, and I loved it. Every minute of that guy. That, that man in that movie is fucking magical. And he's great. I loved it. I'm glad it made your, your uh, honorable mentions, Tim. Yeah, and like I said, I love, uh, I love Wolf Creek 2. One, because I enjoyed it much more than the first movie. Yeah, it, it's totally but, a, a Chainsaw versus Chainsaw 2 argument. Yeah, but the second thing, too, the, it was just, I was not expecting it to be any good. And I was, and I'm, I'm always up for movies like that. Yeah, and it's a sequel. So, yeah, it's a sequel. It. Of course, Tim Gross had to watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen it, Joe? No, the, I've oh, kind of been out, reluctant sir. to because I didn't like Wolf Creek. Well, then you will love Wolf Creek too because it is nothing like the first one. It's like, like I said, it's it's the chainsaw to chainsaw two, you know, comparison. It's the Evil Dead to the Evil Dead two comparison. With that in mind, I will check it out. Yeah, I almost would guarantee that you will love. It injects some humor in there. It goes way crazy on the gore. There's a lot more backstory to Mick. That guy is just yeah. the fucking best. So what do you got for number one, Joe? We haven't gone through number twos number yet. Two, Are we skipping I'm, number no, two? I'm fucking numbers. <laughs> Kyle's all over the place. Yeah, I, what do you got for number two, Joe? I thought you wanted to do number one and then come back to number two. No. But uh, number two, I have Guardians of the Galaxy. Made my honorable mentions. I was going to say, made my honorable mentions also. I was really, really surprised to have such a good time for with a comic book movie because I'm very critical of them, you know. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't get excited by them the way a lot of other people do. But man, this one was fun all the way through. And, you know, I, they, they changed a lot of things from the comics and I think they changed them for the better, at least for, you know, for the masses, for everybody, for people that don't read comics, it translates a whole lot better with what they did. And I hope they continue with it. You know, I hope they make two more that are just as good and just don't rapidly lose their way. Yeah, don't drive this into the ground because it is mm-hmm. a good series. I, I just, I, I sit there and watch that movie. I loved it. It made my honorable mentions. I didn't put it on my list just because it's like Avengers for me. I've seen it once, twice, maybe. I just don't get any more out of it after I've mined that vein dry. Like, I think it's a one-and-done situation with that movie. That Just like I said, it doesn't necessarily make that a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I loved it. And it's just like, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, all these people are geeking out on this movie over the Internet. It's so fun. It's great. Yeah. 
And I'm like, where were you people when Flash Gordon was out? <laughs> no, no joking aside, Guardians of the Galaxy is this generation's Flash Gordon. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, number one, what do I have for number one? Well, Joe picked it. Snowpiercer was my best movie of the year. So I will pick something from my top ten honorable mentions. How about Hercules with The Rock? Uh, I like how Kyle just skips over number two. (laughs) Yeah, skips over number two for both you and Tim. Tim. Joe, let's go have our own podcast. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) What do you got for number two, Tim? This is why I didn't number anything. Uh, What do you got for number two, Tim? Number two is the movie we were talking about movies earlier. Movies that people make just for me. Wolf Cop is my number two movie of the year. It's right behind Art of the Steel, which I have at number one. Nice. I, I, I'm sorry, people. Wolf Cop is just that damn good. I <laughs> laughed my nutsack off the whole time. It almost, I was thinking about it the other day, it almost beats Popcorn for best tagline. And, yeah. and it's got two great ones. The first one being Here Come the Fuzz, and yeah. the second one being Dirty Harry, Only Harrier. Those are great. I love it. <laughs> Have you seen Wolf Cop yet, Joe? No, I haven't, man. It's great. It's, it's uh it's cool that our lists aren't really crossing over a whole lot this year. They did last year. Yeah. Well we didn't have no as seen on T V catalog, but we were we were hip to that by you as number one last year. <laughs> oh god. Okay, can we do number ones now? Sure. Go, Joe. <laughs> go, do number one. Uh the best movie I saw last year, at least the movie that stuck with me the most, is Enemy, also with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal from Nightcrawler. This is a weird fucking movie. It's about a movie. It's about a guy that finds his doppelganger. You know, finds a guy that looks just like him, and things just get weird. I will not pretend to understand this fucking movie. I don't. I don't know what the hell is going on or what it's trying to say because there's a bunch of imagery with spiders and. Just some weird shit that goes along the way, but it just kind of like, it stuck with me. You know, it was really, really powerful. And I do want to watch it again. And I don't know if I want to know what, what the fuck it all means. Because it, it, I think it's the mystery of it that just hooks me. And it's, again, this is going to be a movie that not a lot of people like just because it's so fucked up. Jake Gyllenhaal is an unlikable dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, but he plays both. He plays yeah. a likable guy in this one and the unlikable guy. Hmm. So it, it's really interesting to see, see him play the same guy but with a different personality. I like this. It's just got a little blurb. I've, I've pulled it up on IMDb, and the little synopsis says, A man seeks out his exact lookalike after spotting him in a movie. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that's it. That's that's you know I went into it knowing nothing and oh, was, I'm totally in on this. The same guy directed Prisoners. That was my best movie I've ever seen, like, two years ago. Well, just the atmosphere on this one should keep you... I'm, I, I think you'll like it. Uh, it's. I think this is on Netflix, too. I could be wrong. Though, but hell, I'm not certain that it is, but then again, I haven't actively sought it out. I get watched it through... Well, uh, I got two movies to watch tonight. Great. Some pirates gave it to me or something. Some, some hard, <laughs> yeah. Tim, what you got for number one, sir? Uh, Art of the Steel. Like I've been saying, Art of the Steel, I think, is number one movie the whole time for me. Are you excited about Kurt Russell being in Fast Whatever? 
Is he going to be in part eight? Or the, ne- the next one, yeah, he's oh, in seven. the trailer. Really? Yeah, he has, I, yeah, he's in the trailer. He's like some I, CIA guy. I was going to say, I seen a trailer for Fast and the Furious 7, and I just seen Statham. I did not see Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell's in there. He's real quick. It almost seems like maybe Kurt Russell might be in there for 10 minutes and calls it a day, which I hope is not the case. No, yeah, I hope it's more than that. Any movie with Kurt Russell is automatically better. Well, I, I, it, that that new movie already had my attention, but if Kurt Russell's in there, I might have to actually go to the theater and see that. Okay, my number one, like I said, was Snowpiercer. So I, I also, I gotta go with Hercules just because the way they approach the myth of Hercules with The Rock is, uh, uh, the movie never really makes certain if this guy's Hercules or not. It could be just a dude with a bunch of other badass guys just completely lying and building up his, his hype. It, it is way better than it has any right fucking being. Hmm. And it's, it's like that plot point alone, like had me hooked within the 10 first 10 minutes. You find out that maybe this guy's just making all this shit up and he's not Hercules. I was like, well, I'm in now. That's interesting to me. And the rock is great. I love the rock. He does a lot of bad shit, but he's still the fucking rock. So I gotta go with Hercules. I'd say he does just as much good shit as he does bad shit. Uh, you know what? Yeah, The Rock's probably pretty much at a 50-50 right now. Yeah. I can, I can take it or leave it. Depending on what it is. Like, I don't give a fuck about The Rock Tooth Fairy nonsense. <laughs> there you was go. That yeah, that I was him. That was the diesel. No, that's the pacifier. <laughs> okay. okay. Don't don't uh, don't get that mistaken with Triple H as the babysitter. <laughs> Which yeah, just there's there's the answer to the question earlier. Triple H is the babysitter is the worst wrestler in a movie ever. So, are we going through our notables? Yeah, let's go through our notables. What you got, Tim? I got a bunch of them. Uh, I mentioned the device earlier. That is on my notable list. Um. Dead Before Dawn. Uh, it's the movie with Christopher Lloyd where his grandson is looking over his store and lets out a demon called a Zeman. It's half demon, half zombie, and it starts taking over this small town. It's actually pretty cool, very funny. Uh, really enjoyed Christopher Lloyd in this movie. Definitely something to check out. We talked Guardians of the Galaxy and Wolf Creek too. Um, also, uh, Threw this out to you, Kyle. Sent it out to you just because you hate uh, reading movies. Flu, that Korean movie I found. Oh, that was great. I forgot about that. But the horrible super bug. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there you go, Joe. You like Korean movies. Flu is fucking fantastic. Yeah, look that up after we yeah. get off of here. It's a Korean film. It was really good. I w- I think I bought it for like three bucks, Joe. It was really it's the good. best three dollars you probably ever spent. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dry Bones from Gregory uh, Lamberson. Very cool dude. I love Dry Bones, especially since Kevin Van Hattrick was in it. He, for anybody that doesn't know who that is, it's uh, Von Hendrick from Basket Case. He uh, played Dwayne, which was awesome. Uh, Jack Reacher, which I was glad you sent that to me, Kyle. Great movie. Uh, also Hopscotch, a... Very different independent short film by a filmmaker named Kristen uh, Walsh. You can find her on Facebook under Hopscotch Film. Definitely something to check out. Uh, not your typical independent horror film. Very cool. Uh, another one, and I think you've seen this too, Kyle, Doc of the Dead. Yep. It was 
it had all about the zombie movies throughout the years, which was really cool. That one came out this year, and Birth of the Living Dead, which is really good, came out this year. Yeah, that one I didn't get to see. It's uh, you're you're it's they're retreading the same. Okay. Movie, so you're not uh, another great independent film that I picked up at the Spring Wasteland Seventh Day. Uh, for anybody who needs to know, direwitfilms.com. Go check it out. It's more of like a action film serial killer film kind of it's it, it's kind of weird but very cool uh jason koch did a great job with this movie it's very cool different independent film uh definitely a lot of plot driven i was surprised i wouldn't be surprised if these guys find a place in hollywood soon uh back road a short film from john uh Manthide. Uh, another Ohio filmmaker. I would love for him to flush this out. Uh, flush this out. It's a cross between Texas Chainsaw Massacre two and three meets From Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, I like that. Yeah, for anybody that's curious, you can find it at Facebook.com/backslash/campfirepictures. The movie's called Backroad. Definitely very cool. Another independent film didn't make the list, but it's a very well done documentary. Uh, it's called The Rest Is Very Boring, and it's done by. Jorge De La Rosa, uh, just a cool story about a guy that none of us know named Frank, but it just how it's filmed, it makes the dude interesting even if you don't know him. Definitely, you know, off the beaten path of what I usually watch. Uh, also, from the brilliant mind of Midget Zombie Takeover, Glenn uh, Burgess gives <laughs> us the independent comedy action spoof to Die is Hard. And it is everything John McClane, but he's a teacher. <laughs> and it's just, it is diehard in a school. It's funny. It's made for, I think, like $3,000 or something. I just, I found myself laughing. I was actually time. invited to that premiere in Ohio. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if I told you that or not. He said, no. Up. Yeah, he was, he was premier. I don't remember if it was that or. Zombie Midget Takeover. It was premiering in Ohio in Van Wert, which is about two hours away from me. I couldn't make it because I had to work. Yeah, and for anybody that's interested in To Die Is Hard or Midget Zombie Takeover, you can go find it at drivingeyes.com. Yeah, I was pissed we couldn't get him uh, a screening around Pittsburgh hooked up for that. I was surprised, but... Mm. Anyhow, and the number one notable film that was on my list is Man Borg. (laughs) (laughs) The movie I've been wanting that, to see that. It's the yeah. movie that your Nintendo would make if it could glitch at will. Yes, it's, it's exactly, as I called it, the complete over-the-top, nutzoid, stop-motion, CGI, anime-influenced, mind-blowing fantasy film. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn sweet. Oh, yeah. It's Don't just, watch it with any ele- epileptic people around, I'll say that. No. Most and, people will just turn inside out. And it's a movie, of course, if you're extremely drunk, you'll enjoy it, too. I got some honorable mentions. I got a couple, because most of mine were filler for stuff you guys picked. Uh, The Art of the Steel, of course, because Kurt Russell in a six-foot plastic vagina. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Edge of Tomorrow was great. Uh, all that new Tom Cruise shit that's better than it should be. Keep it up, buddy. Oblivion. All that shit was, was pretty yeah. damn good. What else? Uh, that's a, that's about it. All that I can think of. That Golan Globus documentary was great. I love that. Just 
What else you got, Joe? You got any honorable mentions? I had to use all mine. Yeah, um... There was a, a vampire movie, I think it was called Byzantium, that I really, really enjoyed. And I'm trying to remember the, the fucking director, but I can't remember the director's name. But uh really cool, really different uh British vampire movie. Oh, I, I forgot one. Hardcore with George C. Scott. Oh, yeah. I really yeah. love that. Right. That was great. Um. I got at a film festival. I got to see motivational growth you with son uh, of a bitch. Been, <laughs> that, oh, man, I have been waiting to see that. Yeah, so have I. It's pretty badass, you know. It's different. It's uh, it's it's just a, I don't know. It, it's stylish. It's just uh, Jeffrey Combs, man. Just just Jeffrey Combs talking. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. pretty badass because he's the growth. He's the mold in the movie. Uh, is that? Set to come out on Blu-ray or anything? You know uh, what? We just, keep we keep our eye out. I haven't seen anything about it anywhere, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I went to this local film festival and I saw some cool films there, but I can't remember the names of any of them. Uh, at the end of the film fest, it was just me and a couple other people there, and the guy running the fest. He said, "Hey, what do you want to watch? You want to watch this local thing, or do you want to watch motivational growth? What? what? Is that the one with Jeffrey Combs? Throw that fucking shit on right now." <laughs> it says it, right here. It says 2013 on IMDb, but I, I've not seen it released, so I don't even know. Yeah, I mean. It's probably got some theatrical play, and so they do put 2013 if it played at any film festivals or whatever, but I don't know about releases. Um, other than that film, uh, Cantinflas, the the biopic on Cantinflas is really good, and I think that's on... Well, it, it just came out on DVD, so it should be hitting... I think that. it's you'll, on Netflix, too. Okay, well, you'll hate half of it, Kyle, okay. because half of it is subtitled, the other half is not. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, Penny Dreadful... The Showtime show is really, really fucking good. Not I've a movie. Been, I've been sold on this just because somebody, I think you mentioned David Warner's in this and I'm all David right. Warner is in a couple of episodes which really surprised me and I've been trying to get, uh, Lloyd to get David Warner to Texas Frightmare Weekend because Warner's looking pretty old and he, I need to meet him, uh, before he passes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penny Dreadful is essentially the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, just horror based. And without uh, Alan Moore being so smart, you know, and trying to make you feel stupid for not knowing a lot of the shit he's talking about. And <laughs> hey, there's only one man in this galaxy that can worship <laughs> yeah. the puppet snake god, and that's Alan Moore. Yeah, uh, I really, really highly recommend it. Eva Green is amazing in it. She Boobies? is really. What's that? We, huh? get, we get boobies. Yeah, you do. Yes. But surprisingly, I don't know what's happened to her boobies from oh, like. Uh, the Innocence, which she just looks fucking phenomenal, and she's just not as pretty as she used to be, but her acting has grown, That's where her tits haven't. Her tits seem to have decreased, and her acting has gotten better and better. Uh, and then possibly the best thing that I watched last year was uh, True Detective. I've just got all those on demand, and I have... I've not yet dig, dug into them. I'm Once you start, you were going to fly through them. I'm waiting you're, for a Christmas vacation to happen. You're going <laughs> to fucking marathon through it all. It is some of the best writing, uh, some of the best acting from either of those guys I've ever seen. It's directed really well. Unlike most series, 
each episode is written by the guy that created it and each episode is directed by the same director. So you have the same look and feel through each episode. That's cool. And it's one solid story. You know, and then they're doing a second series, but it's gonna be totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not gonna have the same actors and which is good because they tied this shit up. It, it ends. It, it's fucking really good. I'm gonna That's get into cool. that. So I got a, I got a question to throw, or two, two questions, and Tim's got a story. Yes. Uh, in the world of genre filmmaking, was it good, bad, average year? What do you guys think? This was, uh, I felt a mediocre year. When I was going through the lists, I think, like a lot of the films that I picked in past years, they wouldn't have made it. You know, I, I, there was some good shit out there, but there was very little that just fucking blew my mind. Fair enough. What about you, Tim? I was going to say, horror-wise, I would say it was okay. Um, nothing that I thought, hey, this was the greatest year of all time in horror films. But I will tell you this, independent films and Wolf Cop legitimate, you know, making Kickstarter legit, finally. You know, finally knowing something good came out of that whole campaign process. Uh, for me, independent movies, this might have been the best year I've ever had watching and reviewing independent horror films. Just so much great independent horror films coming out that I enjoyed, that I wasn't sitting there, like, shaking my head, like, man, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to watch this? I was just looking forward to watching all this stuff. I, yeah, there's like this I said, whole group of filmmakers that exist now solely for your entertainment. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I thought, I thought 2014 might be the biggest year in independent horror in my mind. If, in, like, since the 80s. Like, it, since, since the days of, uh, Leif Yonker and John McBride and the Polonia brothers and those people, I think this has been the biggest year since. It, it, it just, was All it the, a uh, good year for Full Moon or bad year for Full Moon, Tim? Um, f- for me, I they started their streaming and they started their streaming, and I think they started off great at the beginning of the year. I think it's petered out. I honestly think it's been kind of a bad year for Full Moon. I I'll tell you what, uh, disappointing. Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bong was a complete shit fest, and. <laughs> Coming from me, you know, that's a big thing because I love everything they do and I just, I think, I think that was a terrible movie and it just doesn't seem like anything new is really coming out of there. Uh, I know the new Killjoy movie is on full moon streaming, I believe, right now, but outside of that, I thought he would already have another Puppet Master film. Um, I was expecting other stuff out of full moon, I guess, this year, but it kind of seemed like, Full Moon tried to stay in a holding pattern more than trying to expand their universe or make it better. At least we forget the, uh, we found these VHS in a warehouse debacle. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Um, genre-wise, I think it's a pretty decent year. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I think this year is starting the turning point. To where maybe ten years from now, I don't think big summer Hollywood blockbusters exist because they're really besides X Men. Man, can you guys even think of one that was good? Guardians of the Galaxy was that a summer release? Late summer. Late. Yeah, I, I kind of go from like like April to 
May, maybe June. Yeah, I was gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy was early August. Yeah, I think I think we're starting the downtrend on the comic book shit. Even though every fucking day, people are this is getting made. You know, The Rock's gonna be Black Adam and. Yeah, they've got announcements left and right. Yeah, you know? uh, I didn't uh, even look at that list that people were posting. Sooner or later, that shit's going to hit a turning point, and I think it's starting. Yeah, uh, your brain will explode if you try to comprehend that. Yeah, list. just don't. I Still, can we get John Carpenter to make our Punisher movie yet? <laughs> but yeah, it was a decent year for genre filmmaking. Snowpiercer blew me away, and it, it was all good from then. I mean, you had some bad, bad, terrible shit. I can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I was going to say, I think worst movie of the year was Leprechaun Origins for me. Really? Yes. Oh, I'll just, I'll, I'll go through my worst of the year since I talked about it on Dano's show. I, I just think that was the worst movie of the year. I think, I, I, not only was it a disappointment, the movie just wasn't even that good. Yeah, my it's, worst of the year was the whole, uh, God genre that's happening right now. <laughs> Besides Noah, Noah was decent. Uh, Exodus, Gods and Kings, I'm sure tanked. That just looks like, and even the cheese ball, fucking stupid, you know, God fearing crap that's out right now. Kirk Cameron, I'm looking at you. All that stuff can go fuck itself. A million ways I... to die in the West. Enough's enough. Family Guy, guy. Uh, Seth MacFarlane, quit it. The Raid 2, we've already discussed that. I, I enjoyed it. I, I'm not going to say, it, it, like I said, I enjoyed The Raid 2. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Good movie. Just the, the first Raid was just, you can't compare it. it just, True. It was fucking awesome. Um, Into the Storm was abysmal. I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. What more can we say about Tornadoes that we haven't already said with Twister and Sharknado? <laughs> Sharknado. And the worst movie I saw all year was The Maze Runner. (laughs) Which I still can't comprehend. I was tricked. I didn't know it was a a young adult fucking movie based on a book. (laughs) I thought it was decent. I didn't know. I did like the fucking gooey uh, Starship and in there. Kyle is tricked by young adult movies and A Christmas Story 2. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you can trick Kyle with anything. What am I? I'm not a 14 year old girl. I don't know about these young adult fucking blockbuster books. They turn into films. Oh. Did you try watching the trailer like before <laughs> yes. you went to go see it? Yeah, and it looks pretty good. I was like, I'll watch this. I'm not going to the theater <laughs> you to watch have been this. But... A different trailer than me. To... <laughs> I'll be honest. You know, I've been watching the what is it? The what, the Hunger Games. Okay, and I know what uh, what their selling point is, but I don't think they're bad movies. No, no, no I, I, like I didn't those think ones. the Maze Runner was bad. You know, it's I'll just... be honest, I have no desire for those Hunger Games movies. But they're pretty decent, dude. Seriously, in all honesty, they're pretty decent. I'm I'm not gonna watch this third one until the fourth one comes out because I think they stretch one movie into two just to make a lot more money. I'm oh, do that with everything. In yeah. fact, Super Freaks is gonna be two films. Oh shit. We get an origin story and then the real story? Yeah. Right on. Then, then the third one's going to be a prequel. It's going to be <laughs> exactly. an origin yeah. of the origin story. Then the fourth story. one's going to be a found footage sex tape. Yeah. Right on. So my last question is, what are you looking forward to in the coming year? That is not Mad Max Fury Road. I was going to say, hands down, it. that is my, what I pick. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking, looking forward, forward to Star Wars. 
shit, next week or just in a few days, uh, American Sniper. I do really want to go see that. Uh, Clint Eastwood, he can fucking direct a movie, you know, and he's yeah. done. I, I disagree. Have you seen Jersey Boys? No, I haven't. But I've seen, uh, was it Letters to Iwo Jima that he yeah, did? That's good. And it's yeah. subtitled and I watched it. So I think, uh, when he does a war movie, he really does a war movie. So. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see in a few days. I'm going to go see it probably Christmas or the day after. Yeah. And or Go ahead, Joe. Uh, well, before that, I did want to mention a couple of comics that really stood out for me. One is called Trillium. I think I mentioned last year a comic called Sweet Tooth. This is by the same guy. This is a science fiction thing having to do with Incas and time travel and it's just fucking badass. And it's not an ongoing series. You can pick up the trade paperback and read it all in one shot. And shit, I think that was the only comic book that stood out. No, no, there's uh this is an ongoing one. Uh of course everybody knows Hellboy, but its companion book is BPRD, the organization that Swamp Thing worked for. This book I didn't is know Swamp Thing was involved in the Bureau of Paranormal no, Research. No, not Swamp Thing. I'm uh, Hellboy. Oh, I was like, yeah. well, wait a minute, I, I might check yeah. this out. I always got Swamp Thing on the mind. But BPRD is the much better book. You know, the, the Hellboy it, they're fun. They're really really fun, but it's always the same thing. You know, Hellboy encounters some creature, beats the shit out of it, the creature mentions something about his past, and then we never learn more about Hellboy's past. It's the same thing over and over. I like it, but BPRD is an ongoing series. It delves into like Abe Sapien and Liz Sherman and all the other characters that have been in the movies but are also in the comics, and it's got some really, really freaky shit. Unfortunately, it's not a book that you can just jump in on, but all of it's been collected in trade paperbacks and shit, and... If you like the Hellboy universe, then definitely go pick these books up because they're much, much better. I'm, I'm looking forward to Del Toro's Crimson Peak, if that's what I think it is. If it's in the mouth of madness, I want to see how that book is going to translate through that dude's eyes. Yeah, we'll see what he does. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Are you looking forward to anything? Um, Wolf Cop 2. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I can't pick Mad Max, Wolf Cop 2. Is pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Oh, at this point, nobody. There's no one on Earth that's not looking forward to that fucking Mad Max trailer. Or that Mad Max movie. I'm also looking forward to Day of the Fist from DWN Productions. Yes! Starring, oh, what's-his-face, Tommy Dreamer. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer, right? Yeah. (laughs) Day of the Fist. So, that will be interesting. I, I... I read the script in its early stages. I've got a, a small part in it, but Tom's movies tend to evolve like from day to day, so I have no idea what the fuck it is now. Yeah. Well, Tim, let's hear the let's hear the Christmas story. Okay, you know, to send everybody off for the holidays. <laughs> uh, we had Kyle and I were talking last week, and I was telling him uh, first, explaining to him how I had to sit and. Uh, the daughter and I, Joe, had a conversation about Santa Claus can't make Phantasm Five happen. <laughs> and Kyle was ex- saying, is that like a big thing in your house? And I was like, yeah, you know, she thinks Reggie Bannister is basically Santa Claus the second. And she loves Phantasm. Well, Monday, the wife took the kids out to see Santa Claus. 
uh, in Robinson, which is like about 15 miles from my house. It's a Santa Claus that the kids have seen since both kids were born. And what's cool about this guy is he knows sign language. He knows different languages. Uh, he wife was telling me he just recently learned Russian and another language. He knows like ne- like nine different languages now. Wow. Very cool Santa Claus. Yeah, he's always been cool to both of my kids. Um, we take them because they're special needs. You know, some Santa Clauses could be dicks. Others, are, you know, but this dude has always been cool. He'll sit there and talk with us. You know, spend extra time with my two kids, which I'm always grateful. Well, the wife hurried up, got out there, figured, okay, Santa Claus is going on break. He sees my daughter. My daughter's all excited. She's happy to see him. And my wife's like, yes, we could go home now. It's 4.30. Let's get out of here. I'm going to have to wait in line. And my daughter's like telling her, no, she got to talk to Santa Claus about Phantasm. And my wife's like, fuck. So <laughs> they just they get in line because my daughter wants Santa Claus to know she wants Phantasm 3 and 4 for Christmas. But keeps asking him about Phantasm 5 also. Even though I had the conversation with her, Santa can't make Phantasm 5 happen. Uh, she, so they waited in line for like a couple hours. They get up to see him. And my daughter goes completely nutsoid because, one, she gets to see Santa Claus again. But two, she's trying to tell, explain to him in sign language, scary movie, ball to the head, shotgun, <laughs> tall man. <laughs> she's trying to explain to him. And apparently Santa Claus is just staring at her like, I have no clue what you're saying, even though I know sign language. And the wife says, it's Phantasm. It's a horror movie. And she asks him, can you get me three? He says, yes. Can you get me four? He says, sure. And she's like, five. Even my wife is like, Sarah, five is not done yet. And my child apparently just stared at her like, you're crazy. Santa Claus gets half Phantasm five made. But yes, (laughs) apparently... (laughs) My daughter fully believes Santa Claus will make sure Phantasm Five is happening, and that is my daughter seeing Santa Claus. <laughs> That's a cool story, man. <laughs> Even at sixteen years old, I was like, and she is the reason why I cannot buy a Silent Night Deadly Night T-shirt. It kills me not to have that T-shirt. <laughs> Not even Santa is that magical to make that appear. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, man. As much as I love that movie, I just, special needs or not, a kid that believes in Santa Claus, I cannot kill that. You know what I mean? I, it just, I don't care. I hope she does the day, you know, from whenever, you know, the day she dies, I hope that she has that belief. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool, uh... This is one of the bad things of growing up, you know, is that we lose our, our sense of wonder and magic. So as long as she keeps that going, that's great. And she, also, too, she believes I can call Santa Claus on the phone. Because every time she asks... Like, she also make, believe that, like, you could call Bruce Campbell on the phone, too? Did you tell me yes, that story? Yes, <laughs> yes, that too. Well, that goes in hand in hand where she thought Bruce Campbell was her dad for about a year. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too... She, because the, the closer it's been getting to Christmas, she keeps asking me to call Santa Claus and ask him about Phantasm 3, 4, and then she'll pause 
and then five. <laughs> and, awesome. and like I said, I have to ha- sit down and have a conversation with her and explain to her, five is not happening yet. Santa but, just needs a reminder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, believe me, she's making sure. It just And I, I've said, there's Santa Claus, and then there's Reggie Bannister. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, what are we doing next week? I haven't the faintest idea, to be honest with you. You don't know what you're doing next week? I have no clue. You know what? what? Since I got a copy of it, I will watch that New Zealand film, Housebound. Okay. I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah, I have a copy of that, so I'll do that. Well, since I geeked out and haven't finished it yet, I'm going to do Invasion USA. Oh, God, yes. And God, I am, like, right after the den tonight, I'm going to try again. Maybe maybe I can get through it this time without watching it on a half a tank of not being able to. I was steak drunk when I tried to watch it last night, so I had to, <laughs> had to pass out. But, Joe, thanks for coming on and what you got yes, to film, Joe. sir. Thank you, Joe. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and reporting whatever. I don't know. I just put random shit on there, but you can go buy some shirts and support my dogs in their feeding habits at fastcustomshirts.com and you'll see me back here eventually. Yeah. What's you, Tim? Of course. Uh, You can always find me here at Bloodbath and Boomsticks or you can check me out at uh, grossmoverreviews.com and if it's right, hopefully I'll get some money for Christmas so I could go to FastCustomShirts.com and buy me more T-shirts. Because it <laughs> is the greatest horror movie T-shirt place to go. Take well, that, thanks, Frank Rags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at JSB underscore Boomsticks. Uh, just search Bloodbaths and Boomsticks for all your podcasting needs. Uh, I'm looking forward for another year of this crazy shit. And, and I want to thank... Well, first of all, we had a bunch of birthdays. Uh, Josh had a birthday. Happy oh. birthday, the biggest number one fan of Danzig. Chuck <laughs> Connors had a birthday. Happy birthday, bootleg Danzig. Uh, Kamala is now two. Her birthday is in two days. Cool. And somebody else, I don't remember. But happy birthday to those guys. <laughs> and uh, we are out of here. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end Call it a night The part is over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Hey, 